Hey everybody, welcome to episode 60 of the Hello Bass Bass Fishing Podcast. Today, all about bladed jigs and swim jigs, when, where, which one, when to throw them, what kind of trailers, rod reel setups, all that good stuff. I think you'll enjoy this. So we're joined by Corey and Kelly from Super K Jigs. There is a giveaway. If you want to head over to my YouTube channel, leave a comment on the video replay. You can enter to win some jigs. Plus, there's a pretty sweet discount code, hellabass 15 at superkjigs.com if you want to try them out. Hope you enjoy the episode. This week, the Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. All right, here we go. Yeah, fish and fix. We're definitely going to get jiggy with it tonight. It'll be a a lot, no shortage of jig talk. So uh, that'll be good tonight. What's up, Bob? What's up, Shadow? Uh, YouTube cuz good to see all you guys uh, let us know how the volume and the sound and the video looks <clears throat> how are you tonight Corey doing good doing good awesome Just waiting waiting for the partner to get on <laughs> yeah he's uh that's all right I'm sure we'll we'll catch up yeah uh, Doug good. says we sound good um, it's just a good time of year though right I mean like you're in Wisconsin we're in Minnesota ice out's been out for a few weeks now like this is this is the most Outside of Christmas, this is the best time of the year. Yeah, early spring, uh, warm weather in Wisconsin, and, it's, and it looks—I mean, the water temperature is already almost fifty degrees, so it's a—it's a good time to be up here, ready to fish. So, yeah, I went out this weekend just to make sure there was no gremlins in the bass cat and get everything wet, and uh, slinged a little two-inch power grub on a on a jig, <clears throat> a little crappie jig, and. Water temps were low to mid fifties already on a metro lake that I was on, at least at the surface temp. Yeah, yep. Yeah, we were seeing the same thing when we went out last weekend on the Mississippi. It was, I mean, after the cold cold at night, it was forty six, you know, forty five to forty seven in those different backwaters, and then I mean, just off the main channel to the backwaters, and then midday it was already fifty degrees. So very nice. Was, it's going to be stabilizing pretty quick. Yeah, what's so. up, Soby? Thanks for tuning in. Um, all right, there we go. What's uh? There he is. He fi- finally figured it out. Kelly's in the house. Uh, right. Matt says he's watching live on two screens, so that's awesome. I can't even get one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But all right, so we have Corey and Kelly. Uh, if you guys don't know who this is, they're from Super K Jigs, uh, a small custom jig manufacturer out of wisconsin um i don't know once you guys kind of introduce yourselves a little bit and just give us a little little info uh not much more than what you just presented i mean central wisconsin we uh we make some quality swim jigs everything is done in-house start to finish you know pour them paint them tie them everything's hand tied uh bonus uh, you know, we know what the big boys put out there, and we try to beat them with their game, pretty much. 
Very cool. What about? Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's a, it's nice to be able to have a company that everything's made by us, you know, for the most part around here. Um, we're doing everything in house, like Kelly said, from start to finish. So we can control every aspect of what we put out there. And a lot of times, I mean, like in the, a long time ago, when I would use just a normal, uh swim jig off the shelf whatever you know it could come apart maybe half a season one season and the thing's falling apart where i mean i think when when kelly and i got into got into looking um at getting super k jigs fr from the old owner who i knew for a long time i showed him a jig that i had for four years it had seven strands left on it that i still caught fish on consistently uh and i said this is the difference yeah exactly you have one uh, I think uh, every Super K jig user has one of those jigs, which is amazing. It's still tied down with a, you know, high-end nylon thread on there. It's just crazy how sturdy they are. So it's it's really a fantastic thing to be able to offer these locally and, and have such a, a, a good product to offer. So, Yeah, absolutely. So pretty much if you order a jig, the guy in the bottom middle here, Kelly, is going to be hand curating producing, tying, shaping, loving uh, each jig that comes out the door, right? I don't know if I'd exactly. love them. <laughs> some, some days he loves them. Some days he doesn't love them. I can vouch for that. <laughs> His hands hurt. <laughs> but, <clears throat> Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are central. Like, what? what well, I guess, like, what, what's the closest town or closest lake? So if people are, you know, looking at wisconsin where, where are we yeah uh, central wisconsin so i actually live in uh wausau and kelly lives down in the stevens point uh nelsonville area so we're right in the middle of the state basically um centrally located between like the north woods and madison area pretty much and you know east and west dead in the middle of the state uh a few of the bigger lakes we got lake bay around right next to us here um Minocqua chain is north of us uh, and there's a, a few other lakes uh, to the south of us as well. You know, like obviously Madison Chain, the bigger lakes too, green, mm -hmm. a bunch of them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the net guys, I mean, nobody knows Wisconsin. So, an hour and a half straight north of Madison. Very cool. Yeah. Honestly, Matt, it's not just your TV. There's a reason I cut the hats off the top off my hats. So, it's, it's, it might not just be your 60 inch TV. <clears throat> Um, what's up, Sickness, Sycamore, uh, Caleb, not yet, that's probably my fault, um, but yeah, they're, right now they're all, they're pouring lead jigs, uh, and hand-tied, but we might be working on something, uh, to do some custom tungsten stuff, um, <clears throat> more to come on that, but not tonight, um, so I think, I, oh, uh, what's up, Debo's Fishing, uh, he says, uh, Wisconsin's almost as cool as Iowa. <laughs> right depends on what we're talking about i guess i don't know um but i think i don't know kind of talked to Corey earlier we i think we might do a little like a sneaky little giveaway before the end so uh maybe if you guys uh tune in stay tuned we'll cover that in a little bit um i guess maybe i like we kind of talked about being that handcrafted um and hand-tied versus, you know, mass-produced jigs. It's between you guys and Greg, right, you know kind of the, the science behind this, and I don't know how much you want to share, but maybe talk about, like, at least, for, especially from a northern swim jig, right? This is a, 
a northern swim jig, but I would say it's a it's a stronger northern swim jig. But this isn't exactly like your Alabama shake southern swim jig. It's more yeah. of a northern style. Maybe give us a little like your insights to the details and what you think sets a good northern swim jig apart from maybe just a run of the mill you know swim jig. Right. So there's and you know Greg did all of the science. Mm-hmm. And 15, 15 years into 10 years into the company, he was probably 20 years into production, you know, behind the scenes of saying, okay, this works, this doesn't work. Very methodical. Should we go wire? Should we go thread? Should we do this? Should we do that? So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot into it. Um, obviously our swim jigs have that light FG 12 fiber guard, which is not a standard when you look at most swim jigs on the board, Mm -hmm. we have that lighter weight and we're not throwing those thick, thick Southern, you know, banks, you know, shorelines that they are down there. Um, so the necessity for having that heavy weed guard to get rid of the weeds isn't there. You know, our weed growth up here is minimal compared to what it is down there. Uh, the other thing, you know, the, the thread using a nylon thread, as opposed to a wire uh, with a wire, you always have that little tag app fix up. And just one more thing that's going to grab weeds and it's going to collect snot which we have a lot of snot up here. Um, so with the thread, that stuff just rolls right off it. Right. It's, a, it's a nylon thread. It's 100% waterproof. It's an upholstery thread, so it's it's a strong thread. It's not, you know, the stuff your mom put in your sewing machine. Um, you know, so there's that. You know, the head shape is, that's, you know, it's just a head shape that was available. Uh, and beyond that, you know, and the colors are the colors. You know, a lot of the colors that we use around here are native to the the fish that they're, the bass are eating around here. We have a ton of bluegill, a ton of crappie, a ton of perch up here. So those patterns represent what they're eating. And that's why you see so much of that repetition in our patterns and our lineup. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Let's. You know, speak what you're saying, right? Like the the hand tied, like they will chew the skirts off of them before the thread that holds them on there will disappear, right? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can even pull that thread tight. Like I had a northern half peeling off, and you can grab that little piece of thread and even pull it tight if you need to, like in some situations. But I, like I said, I think I've 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 used these jigs for over ten years, and I think I had two come apart on me total in, in that whole time. And that was, you know, from like, like I said, pike bites or dogfish bites, you know, getting that mm-hmm. cut and everything right apart, which I don't think you can stop anyways, you know? Um, yeah. Speaking, speaking to what Kelly was saying, and the nice thing about using these little F, you know, the FG 12 swim, uh, the weed guards on those two is that uh, one of the things that, you know, is one of Greg's missions was he wants to, when you, when you, when you sell a jig, uh, for from the package, we want you to be able to pull it out and just use it right away without having to trim it, without having to trim the weed guard. More for the people that you know are just getting into fishing and getting a jig because you can go buy any jig and some you know all of us know that if it's tournaments, you buy a jig off the shelf, you have to trim the weed guard, 
trim the skirt down, you know, probably push the weed guard down a little bit more and bend it closer to the hook. Um, make sure there's no paint in the eye. Uh, there's like seven things you have to check with a normal jig. And right. when you buy one of ours, really, you don't have to check any of those things. It's all done you just, for you. You pick your favorite swim jig trailer, which we'll get to, and, and then you tie it on and you get to business. You get to uh, business, yep. Yeah. Uh, there's a question there, like, what what is the hook? Uh, we all, uh, we use uh, Gamma uh, uh, Mustad for the most part on almost everything, uh, all the way across the board. We use a five-odd on our, our swim jigs. Uh, unless we get a custom order and we can mm-hmm. do smaller stuff on there. Uh, and Kelly can speak to that better, but I think we've gone down to a three yacht, but you know, for the most part, five yachts are standard and we'll do some fours for people. And once in a while, just uh, even like a one odd or two odd, if somebody calls mm-hmm. for something crazy on our custom uh, swim jig section. So, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a very sticky, sharp hook. And I would say it's a little stouter than most of your Northern swim jigs, which I like especially if you like to throw braid on your swim jigs or you like to use it as kind of a slop lure. I find that this definitely is, is a stout, but still very sticky sharp. Uh, and you and it's not so heavy that you're not going to get fish using fluorocarbon in my opinion. And then it's, it's got a, you know, very specific line degree tie angle so that it comes through grass and cover. Well, um, and as yeah, far as colors, it's really, uh, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna, no, I was just gonna say it's really yeah, like um you were gonna say it's really kind of a jig you can you can throw up there really shallow. You can use it as a slop jig. I, I love fishing that jig and especially the quarter ounce version, like one to three feet and around tons of weeds using fifteen pound fluorocarbon and a, like a heavy action, you know, moderate stick, you know, like I mean seven foot one to seven foot three. Cause you can you can really lean on them with that hook and not worry about, you know, having to pull them through weeds or whatever. I mean, you get a hook in them and they're not coming off. Yeah, so for sure. That's what makes, makes the difference maker there. So. So this is, I mean, I mean, we'll probably talk a little bit more about the jigs. Um, and I guess I just want to, before I forget, want to thank Arsenal Fishing for supporting the stream. Uh, you can always use code Halibass15, Arsenal Fishing, there are links down below. As well as Super K jigs, you can use code Halibass15. So if you guys are interested, if anything tonight catches your eye, be up besides my coonhound barking in the background, um, and we'll, we'll check out their website. But if you want to give them a shot, you can use that code Halibass15. And uh, I'm sure if you put something in the notes that you watched on the stream, I'm sure Kelly will take care of you. Um, so that'll be, uh, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I've been using these for years, <clears throat> way back to when Greg made them. It's always been one of my favorite swim jigs. Um, it's just, it, it, it catches fish and um, there's, you know, I've, I've dabbled with the, the jigs you can buy at Gainer Mountain and Dick's and I'm usually very disappointed. I mean, there are other good custom swim jigs out there, but I think for me, it's, it's important swim jigs. Like there's a lot of good jigs you can buy off the shelf for flipping and pitching and things like that. But to me, Swim jigs, you know, that balance, that skirt, that tie, so they swim right, so you get the right action. I think there are a lot, there's a lot more science into your average swim jig than there is your your basic flipping jig, from my opinion. Yeah, I think we do most things different on the swim jig aspect that a lot of companies do as far as how they tie the skirts on and how everything's set in there and and actually just how re, how repetitive we are on doing the same thing over and over again as far as how much we are producing and that just goes uh you know 
uh, what was given, what was you know laid out for us, and then what we've built with Kelly and, and how to repeat everything over and over again, the same angle and you know the same quality control on the powder coating and stuff like that over and over again, you know. So, yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> Doug asks, oh, I guess let's make cover this one first. <clears throat> Chowder does games. What does the K stand for in Super K? <laughs> It's not Kelly, I can tell you that. <laughs> it's actually, uh, I, to the best of my life, it's for Kazuski, the original owner. So, Greg, yep. yeah, Greg's last name was Kazuski. So it was, yep. And how long have you guys now been in charge of the, the jig business? Uh, we bought it, what, November, the end of November 2018. But otherwise, yeah. <laughs> But it's over a decade old, the company itself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yep. And the, every aspect of it has been run through the mill for well over 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. These are, these are you know, stood the test of time for sure. Uh, I believe most of your scores are silicone. You guys do some tinsel. What other types of materials are on your, I guess, your common Swim jigs, maybe. <laughs> I would do a little bit of living rubber. I mean, I'm not a fan of it. We do have, you know, everything that when we purchased the company, all the patterns came with it, and we kept them on the lineup. There's, you know, the ice out, which is a basically completely white jig uh, made up completely of white living rubber uh, and a little bit of tinsel. The puncher's chance is black living rubber with purple living rubber. Um, but other than that, pretty much everything is silicone other than, you know, we do do a, uh, our hair jigs, which is, you know, marabou. Sure. Uh, so, but, you know, the living rubber is, and the marabou is just kind of, you know, if I could get away from it, I would because it's a pain in the ass to work with. But at the same time, that's what the good stuff's made out of is the stuff that sucks. Right. So it's not that you don't think rubber rubber is a good option. It's you just don't like to tie it. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's a spectacular jig. It's just it's it's a whole different animal when it comes to working with it. Yeah, for sure. So I think you guys, I think I saw there's 70 standard colors for swim jigs. Is that what I read? Uh, I think we've got 40. Or is it 40? 40, yeah. 40 it's, oh, maybe it's 40. 40. Right. There's probably you, 70 hidden somewhere. <laughs> 40, 40 patterns, but in two weights. So, you know, okay. 80 combinations. And if you can't find something that you want in those 40... Which there's probably something there that'll catch fish in your lakes in those forty. I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> you have this build your own section. Yep. Which you, can, I mean, you can make your own stuff. I mean, like this one right here is something that. Oh, let's uh, here just a second. Hold still. <laughs> let me uh, pause. <laughs> let me uh, blow you up here so we can see it here. All right. <clears throat> so this is one I just. Slapped together, so we're working with UWSP, you know, mm. Point, which is our hometown college. And you know, 
love playing around with colors and options and everything. You know, it's nice form. And as silly as that, this is our school colors, but I'll tell you what, in the Wisconsin River and the Mississippi River and dirty river waters, that color is spectacular. And, For sure. And it's it's proven to be spectacular. Yep. Kevin Rue has a color pattern very similar to that, that, mm-hmm. you know, is in his elite lineup. So it's... We're not just here to put stuff together. You know, we like to put stuff together, but we also like to make it to catch fish. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we we were test. We usually test a lot of the colors out, like that. We're like that. You see, release like with that with that uh, river gill, for example. We tested that for almost a whole season before that got uh, put into the lineup. Uh, and then we're, you know, like a couple of the other perch colors that we play with, we have a couple that we're still testing from last year that, you know, work really well. Is just you want to make sure that they work in more than just one situation here and there, you know? Right. So, so yeah, basically there's a custom section. So if you've got a jig that you love, if you've got a jig that you have a lot of confidence in that's a flipping jig, you can describe it. You can attach a picture with your order. And uh, and Kelly will whip it up for you, um, and you can pick your size and your hook and whatever you want. So, not a lot of places you can do that, right? And you know, I'll be honest. I mean, most of those custom requests come from you know competing patterns, right? And you know, I don't try to duplicate them to a T or anything. You know, I'm not trying to steal anything. But, you know, if you've got a pattern that you like and you just want a better, you know, a hand-tied jig with a different hook, a different weed guard, a different situation, we can do it for you. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, Trying to think I'm thinking of here, but uh, flattery is the most. Or, uh, yeah. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. There you go. That's the one I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, that's funny. Um, yeah, the crappie color does look nice. I can actually pull that up. I got one here. If you want to see it in real life, Sycamore, this is one that caught my eye this spring, and I had to order a couple. Um, but, yeah, that's that. there's their crappie pattern. And uh, for you guys that don't know, like, big bass love to stock crappie schools. Like, this is a big deal for people that chase big fish with swim baits and things like that, they key on crappie chasers. So having a crappie swim jig in your boat probably ain't the worst plan in the world. Yeah. It's um, a good color. Let's see. Uh, JJ's got a good question. Anything else changed besides the owner since you guys took over? Besides you guys are way better looking than Greg. <laughs> Depends on who you ask about that. Um, though the one thing we did change and really – the only, I think, major change that we made was that uh, we went to a preformed uh, baitkeeper on the jig. Uh, Greg used to actually hand cut and hand bend every one of those. And uh, Kelly and I did that for about the first uh, couple of months and then had 78,000 puncture wounds in her hand. <laughs> uh, so we, we decided to... Uh, find the best alternative so we went with the same one that all the uh really super high-end uh jigs go with and that's just i mean it was kind of a standard call for us 
uh, which we, you know, Greg's always had a, a really, really cult following with those jigs and uh, was able to keep up with that kind of demand. Uh, but that was a lot of time invested in just cutting those keepers for those jigs. And uh, that was the biggest change that we made. And that was really the only change that we I can think of that we made, uh, unless Kelly can think of something else. But that was pretty much it. So, I mean, and I, honestly, that was only on the swim jigs. We still cut and bend everything on the footballs, the kaplunks, the skipping jigs. Those are all hand cut, hand bent keepers on everything else. Um, I changed a couple of head colors, but other than sure. that. Yeah, I mean, you've updated some color patterns. You've added some stock patterns. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, sure, but like. As far as <clears throat> Quality and components and stuff like that? No, absolutely not. I mean, I'm pouring one quarter ounce jig at a time, just the same way Greg was doing it for years. Yeah, if maybe kicking out a few more, yeah. if nothing else, hopefully. I might be pouring more of them, but I'm only doing one at a time. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple of people have asked, are there any like local stores in Wisconsin that actually carry the jigs like retail that they can go walk in and get them? Yep. Yeah, there's a there's a small handful, uh, and that number is slowly growing. Um, is like they're one near Stevens Point. Somebody asks. Yep. So uh, taps and tackle, which is kind of a new uh, upcoming thing. Anyway, it used mm-hmm. it's bottle stop. If you're local to Stevens Point. You know the bottle stop. It's a liquor store. The owner is a big musky fisherman, Matt Lazarski. Um, kind of, he bought the suite next door, and now you can go in there and you can buy your tackle and sit down and have a pint while you're doing it. There you go. That's like a match made in heaven in Wisconsin. It's pretty sweet. So I, it's pretty so, decent. Yeah. <laughs> As far as Stevens Point, uh, that would be Stevens Point. Wausau, um, Chase Outdoors is in Wausau. They carry our stuff. Um, then you start working over towards the west. Uh, Red Wing, we have Four Seasons Outdoors. Yeah. Sure. Rice so for you pool, pool Four guys, and even for the Twin Cities, Red Wing's not very far away. Four yeah. Seasons right there on the river. Yep. Yeah, and Chris does a great job. He, those guys are great over there. They stock a ton of our stuff, and they love it, and they stock it for that reason. Um, Rice Lake, you get up over into that Hay- Hayward neck of the woods. Uh, 419 Outdoors, it's got a nice selection over there. Uh, and there's a nice big outlet store there's a chain store in lacrosse that i won't bring up because i'm not sure if i'm allowed to but <laughs> it rhymes with ricks i think <laughs> i think there's a big national store times <laughs> with Lick, ricks yeah that has a good selection um so yeah, and we're that's and that's one of the big changes we're making is, is getting into all those stores uh and trying to increase that presence you know locally more local regionally uh, on that aspect of it just making sure that people can go to a local store and get our stuff around here you know like uh you know with greg at 419 he's he's been a fan of our jigs for a long time they have a huge kind of following over in that area 
uh, and we just want to make sure that we can walk in, like a, a kid can walk in and grab stuff off the shelf if they see us online and, or they see us on the podcast, you know, because that's what it, that's where I think I got my stuff from was a little sorting shop like that. Back in Stevens Point, back in the day downtown, uh, was this a place just like that? So I think that's where, you know, we want to be in a lot of those and we'll be increasing that presence even more uh, coming up this year. Yeah, so, very cool. You know, now we have the packaging squared away and like Kelly's been working hard. He's got new packaging. You know, we've gotten UPCs figured out. So it's, it's been a building building process as we bought the company. And then all of a sudden, you know, you buy the company. And then a year and a half later, you have like the weirdest year of all time, really, for everything. And, and trying to navigate and grow through that aspect has been a challenge. But it's, you know, it's also part of the game, right? You can't really change it. So just keep plowing ahead. So, yeah, very cool. And as far as like, what's the typical turnaround time for orders? Like how, like what's, I mean, a few days get them shipped. What's the. Yeah. 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 Average, average website order a day, two days tops. Right. Usually. So, so you order on a Monday, you should have them for your derby the next weekend. <laughs> yeah. As yeah. A, you're, you know, if you're up in the North, you know, local Midwest, um, you know, I can't, once they go in the mail, it's out of my hands. Sure. So I've seen, I've put stuff in on a two day shipping and it's taken seven days to get there. But I've also put it in there for a five day shipping and it's there the day, the next day. Yeah. So, <laughs> Post yeah. office funny like that. <laughs> um, so it's out of my hand, but as far as our end of it, yeah, I generally, as soon as I get the order, it's, being attended to immediately yeah cool uh yeah i, I agree backlash I, I think you'll see some swim jigs <clears throat> being flying around at the sabine that that's definitely something to watch out for um this is a good question uh what's the best all-around weight for swim jig i think for where i live and i would guess that you sell the most of is a quarter ounce is that what you guys see or that that's what I've always that's been my go to forever is the quarter ounce you know as far as I Kelly knows I always have one tied on at least one yeah uh, three ace is kind of like uh, if I'm fishing deeper water but you know with the uh, yeah I think quarter ounce I mean that's you can do everything with quarter ounce swim jig depending on how fast you reel it really and you know mm-hmm. you'll get a little rise if you try to fish it deeper than four feet if you crank it too fast but. If you, rig, that if you rig your trailer right, you can fish the quarter ounce down to four, four and a half feet. Yeah, a lot depends on what your trailer is and how you rig it, for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, from my end of being able to see the sales and do that stuff, rarely do I get. I don't get a lot of fluctuation in. Or if somebody's ordering three A's, that's what they're ordering. If they're ordering, that's what they're ordering. Sure. But as far as those two numbers being ordered, they're honestly about even. Okay. Interesting. So you got so, your three eighths guys and you got your quarter ounce guys, is what yeah. you're saying. And you Definitely. don't, you know, when the three eighths guys come in, they don't order quarters and vice versa. So it's just, you know, it's a preference. And it's, you know, you tailor it to your preference and your body of water. Lakes, if you're fishing currents, if you're fishing paddle tail, fishing menace grubs, you know, it's mm-hmm. hey, fish what you're comfortable. That's how you're going to catch them. Yeah. 
A lot of times for me, it comes down to what size. Like if I want to throw something like a, a bigger swim bait trailer, like a gambler easy, right. Or a, a full size dipper. Uh, and I need to, you know, not be super shallow. I mean, I will throw those on like a quarter ounce if I'm really shallow, but sometimes, you know, right. like when I went to Gunnersville, I ordered a bunch of three, eight ounce, um, <clears throat> so that I could throw a bigger swim bait on the back of it and still cover water and keep it moving as a search bait. Um, but normally quarter ounce menace scrubs, single tail grubs, little dippers, things like that. That's probably more of my bread and butter. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think that let's maybe even like, expand upon that a little bit. There's, there's some questions here. Uh, you guys, and we haven't even started talking about bladed jigs yet, but what do you, I mean, what do you guys like? Uh, I think, for trailers i mean back in the day when i first started throwing swim jigs right it was right here like this is almost anybody back in the day through was a single tail (laughs) grub like this yeah uh i would say that you know this style is starting to become a lot more popular rich i think Uh, back in the day what's that I think that's all we had back in the yeah, day. This is all we had to put on the back, sure. Yeah. Or a double tail. Right? You, your choice was a single tail or a double tail grub. Yeah. <laughs> but, but today, what do you guys, I mean, you guys, I mean, obviously do a lot of field testing, throw in your own jigs. What are some of your favorite swim jig trailers and, and when and why? Uh, I'm, on, I'm on your boat. I am a menace grub. Like I threw like some kind of double tail menace grub bait. 99% of the time, uh, 90% of the time, I throw a rage craw once in a while and I want more thump on it, or I need to, like you said, like really get up high in the water column, or sometimes throw a shad type bait. But I mean, really, it's a menace grub, and you can just rig it sideways if you want to imitate like a bait fish type thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd say most of my menace grubs on them used to be curly tails, Yamamoto's, but changed the menace grub made it easier to fish shallow with it in my opinion and, and bring it over cover so yeah and i i kind of got on the same school with that i mean the the beauty of the menace grub is you can rotate it to suit your needs you know if you want to fish deep set it up vertical if you want to fish flat run it horizontal you know, you get good action on it. I mean, I will say I'm I'm really liking the action on this new Woggle trailer that we have coming out. Um, that thing has just got a d- stupid weird action to it that I haven't seen any other trailer put out. Um, I'll try to grab one here in a little bit, but... Uh, you know, that thing's great. And the paddle tails are good. There's tons and tons of paddle tails out there. I'm not a curly tail guy. I really don't like them. You know, I fish a lot of swim jigs. So, you know, curly tails just doesn't do it for me. Um, but, you know, and and same with the craw. You know, in a swim jig, I don't like the craws that much. They've got their place and on different jigs, absolutely. But on a swim jig... You know, paddle tail, menace grub, that's that's usually what I'm throwing. Yeah. And that's one thing I was like, I don't know where my menace scrubs are. I wanted to like talk about that because that is a great point. Corey's got the woggle up there. This menace scrub. Yeah, you're a little frozen. Yeah, this is a menace scrub here. Yep. 
Yeah. And I was going to, so like what we were saying is and you got Corey's freezing up a little bit here, <clears throat> but if you want to fish oh. shallow, right, you can rig this thing on the plane. So it's like, I guess, perpendicular to your hook. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so like that allow you to come, you know, over pads, over duckweeds, fish it shallow where it, you know, lifts the jig. But if you rotate it 90 degrees, right, so that's more like this, it right. nice down and you can fish it slower, deeper, uh, come through grass even better. Right. Um, yep. And I would say, yeah, I mean, like there are times that maybe I'll go with like a rage or something that looks like this, right? Um, but that's kind of niche when I'll do that. Uh, the one advantage... The other thing is, like, if you throw something with a wide tail, right, that comes out like this, if you're, like, fishing it through reeds and pad stems, right, that'll help keep your your hook. It almost, like, right, will help it come through. And that is the same for bladed jigs that is for swim jigs. So you can do some different things with your trailers to either get them deeper, stay shallower, deflect off cover better so the hook doesn't have a chance to cook, you know, if you're, if you're on wood and things like that. Um, so there's a lot to consider. I think, you know, these are probably the most popular and they definitely catch fish like little dippers and things like that. But I think when you're fishing in a place like lacrosse where there's so much pressure that I think they see so much of this that sometimes going to a menace scrub or back to a single tail grub can actually be showing the fish something different uh, instead of what everybody else is throwing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing, you know what I'll tell you with the paddle tails, don't get all tied up in which way you're putting them on you know don't be like oh crap i put that on upside down you know what i've put a paddle tail on upside down and caught fish days not even knowing it was on upside down sure i will say they do typically a paddle tail will cause your swim jig to roll more right it'll throw a little more roll into it which sometimes you want sometimes you don't but that is like that roll can sometimes cause you to hang up more. I mean, these don't have like super stout. So if you're in reeds, pads, in brush, sometimes a paddle tail is not good because it's going to want to make that jig roll more, which is going to expo- you know expose your hook a little bit. So that's something to consider. Um, uh, they are not an Omni yet, but I have mentioned that to Omnia that it might be a good fit for them. So um, stores in Minnesota, I'm a little bit behind on the chat. But we talk about the uh, Four Seasons and Red Wing. Let's see, just let's get caught up on the uh, chat here. Do do do. What's up, Simon? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it be a lot better if when that crazy singing, dinging bell truck came through the neighborhood, they were selling swim jigs and tackle instead of ice cream? <clears throat> Pretty sweet. Thought about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we're thinking of doing something like that on the. We're gonna go down. Very cool. For a store. Yeah. My dog is like going crazy tonight. This is <laughs> uh this is a good question, Kelly, for you probably more so. Like obviously there's 40 colors out there. What are some of the heavy hitters that you see a lot being sold? Uh I mean you've got your classics, uh, you know, your chartreuse white, uh river white's a killer. I'll tell you one of the most unexpected killer sellers is and this is in the clacking but it's uh, also on the swim jig is uh 
this guy right here, the pink elephant. This thing was kind of a half-assed joke, but semi-serious. And that thing, we sell a ton of those. And repeatedly to the same guys over and over again. It is a stellar... I knew I gave you one of those. (laughs) (laughs) It is... Don't be embarrassed to have that in your tackle box. It catches fish. Um, uh-oh. I think you muted yourself there, Rich. I tried to mute my dog, but uh, <laughs> where, I mean, is it like clear water? Is it dirty water? Is it a certain forage? I mean, what do you think people are using you this know, for? Honestly, I can't, I mean, it works great in Wisconsin. Um, it was born out of the Madison Expo show, our very first year. Uh, tons and tons and tons of guys came up to us. Do you have any pink jigs? Do you make a pink jig? Pink is spectacular down here in the spring. It was like pink was Madison's red, you know? And we're like, well, shit. I went home and I was like, all right, I'm going to put together a pink jig. And sure enough, and that thing just is stupid good. And so, yeah, I, you know, yeah, we went out to test it, you know, dirty water, probably more effective, but I haven't thrown it in a lot of clear water. Sure. But I know the guys that buy them, they come back and buy more and more and more and more. And, and we, so much so that we spread it over into our clacking lineup and we've, Sold a ridiculous amount of clackens in that color too. Very cool. Um, <clears throat> do you think? I mean, do, have you heard? Are like, are they throwing mostly like a white or a, a bait fish imitator? Or are they going more of a bright color as a trailer? Do you think, or do you know? Uh, for sure, I think most guys are. Yeah, they're throwing a straight white paddle tail on for the most part. I just like you would with, uh, you know. A, our river white or our antique shad or any of those other bright patterns. Most people tend to match their trailers to their Uh jigs. I mean, which isn't always a good thing. I mean, I, I tend to, for the most part, every now and then I like to go on that. Just absolute. I throw a black, black trailer on that every now and then. Sure. Just to throw that, difference out there uh and some days that's what you need but uh but yeah i think for the most part you're gonna find that they're gonna you know most people match their trailers to their jigs or vice versa they match their jigs to their trailers mm-hmm. so have you ever been compared compared to chris lane in the past <laughs> who's that chris lane yeah no idea who that is. Chris Lane is uh, he used to be an elite series. He's a Bassmaster Classic champion. <clears throat> Fishes on the BPT now. I can, I can I never saw it before, but I can see it now. <laughs> <laughs> Must be that little goatee patch thing. Um, anything new coming down the pipeline? 
Uh, nothing spectacular right now. I mean, a couple new patterns kind of in the, in the baskets. Um, there is one product that I'm sitting on, but it's got mm-hmm. a lot of research. Um, so I wouldn't expect to see that for two or three years, probably. But uh, <laughs> if it does happen, it'll be fun. Um, beyond that, uh, as far as the bass lineup goes, you know, we're just going to keep on ticking. You know, don't fix what's not broken. So, yeah. Yeah, we added a few things to start with. Uh, you know, as far as the clack in line, we had to, we wanted to get in that game and then the spinner baits uh, as well. Um, but I think for the most part right now, we're just going to try to make sure that we have all the production, all the uh, all the quality control we want, and then go from there. So, yeah, he's not the only one. <clears throat> I feel like there's a meme coming soon. I don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, I mean, and the other thing, you know, there's a lot of COVID is actually hitting us harder this year. Okay. As from far a supply as, standpoint or from uh, demand? From uh, from material wise. Raw materials. Yeah. So, you know, our orders and demand has been spectacular. Our our ability to get the materials to meet those demands has been going down pretty hard. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how we get through this year. I mean, we've bulked up pretty good. I think we're going to be fine as far as doing website orders and the stores that we're, you know, working with this year won't be a problem. But uh, I will tell you, I was I was surprised to see how I thought we were gonna. It was gonna be a piece of cake this year after last year, but it it's lingering a lot longer than I thought it would. So, but you're not encouraging people not to use the code, and they should still order though. They should order the crap out of stuff. I've got okay. Everything. It's on the website. It will be built. All right. So if you missed it earlier, there should be a pinned comment on both the Facebook and the and the YouTube stream with a link to their website as well as the code hellabass 15 so you guys can save 15%. And then make sure you drop Kelly a little love note. Let him know you saw it on the stream. And then uh, we'll, you know, I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll do something for you. Um, this is a good, this, we haven't gotten into this. So this is a good segue. Uh, what do you guys think is prime time swim jig situation? Like when do you guys, I mean, there is almost no bad time. <laughs> They're a year-round catcher. But when do you guys like really get excited or really salivate about throwing a swim jig? Ugh. Or maybe their top couple times, or what? What? What are those key windows for you? I yeah, it, for me, it's a confidence bait, so it's it's just one of those things that's always on the line. It's the first thing I grab, and if it's within the first few casts, it's either on or it's not, and it's time to switch. So, like you said, it's hot all year. I mean, it's especially good in the spring, and you know, and it's when it's on, it's on. So it should be something that you should, hey, if this isn't working, grab this and throw it. You know, if your jerk bait's not working, throw a swim bait. If your swim bait's not working, throw a spinner bait. But when you find that bite 
roll with it. And I'll tell you what, when the spin, when the swim jig bite is on, it is on and it is on hard. Yeah. How about you, uh, Corey? Yeah, I, uh, I really do like two seasons for me is spring and fall. I mean, I like it right. You know, like we're now through the spawn. I love seeing it when I throw it up shallow, seeing a wake come eat that thing. Like one of the best things, you know, you see the wake before you even feel them. And then uh, I like I like throwing in the fall too, and just going out and finding them in the right around the weed edges, and when they group up, and you can go catch fifty or sixty fish in a day on a swim jig, and just let it, you know go through a couple of bags of trailers. Those are the good days. I mean, for me, that's what I like. I just you know you can tie it on and run it all day in a situation like spring or fall. Usually, you know, summertime like Kelly was saying, it's always on my line, and it's one of my big. If I'm having trouble or something, I can't figure something out. I'll go go to the bank and just start chucking a swim jig around anything I can find, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, spring fall for sure. So yeah, for sure. Um, and, I, and I think if you live on, if you fish rivers a lot, like there's almost never a bad time to throw a swim jig on a river, unless it's like almost frozen. But other than that, <laughs> it's it's pretty darn good. Um, as far as lakes, a couple times I like is. Uh, right after ice out, <clears throat> like just creeping, basically p- slow rolling it through the mud right when the ice comes out can be really deadly. Uh, them fish, they start to, they come shallow really quick. They don't necessarily want to chase it and hunt it down, but if you just creep that thing, you, you can get some really big bites and some good days. Um, the bluegill spawn is a really good one uh, as far for like a, a peak activity, I think. Uh, getting around covering water during the bluegill spawn and the crappie spawn can be really good. Uh, and then anytime you got fish on weed flats, you know, I mean, you can fish them deep and things like that, but anytime you're covering water, uh, what we're bait fish and, and bass are on the flats, I think it can be really good. And, and as far as like conditions, like, you know, on your windy days, you know, sometimes the spinner bait and the bladed jigs can be really good or the overcast days when they, stop biting that a lot of times you pick up that swim jig and then that's where you flip the switch the other day and it's like they never stopped biting <clears throat> right yeah i think it's sometimes you talked about that it's like either they want the thump from something or they just want something silent with just a little bit i mean and it's just like a person you know in different moods for the day i mean you can be if they're not eating the swim jig you can throw something with a blade and, and they'll come right back and eat it, you know, and vice versa. Some days you're throwing that blade and you're getting that weird strike or they're not hitting it right. You throw a subject in there and it's just, it's down their gullet, you know? Uh, so it's, it's not, I think it's a really good, like you said, subtle bait to just come through and sneak up on the fish. At yeah. the time. You, and in another, yeah, like you said, summertime, deep weeds too, with like a three quarter ounce swim jig, you can just slow roll that thing right through those, what, eight to 10 foot weed clumps. And that's, bass don't see a lot of that mm-hmm. and they don't expect it so works well yeah absolutely you, you'll know when the swim jig is on because that it'll be like you won't see the swim jig when you flip them in the boat it'll just <clears throat> be like back towards their crushers when they're eating it well <clears throat> you yeah. you can't pull it away from them you just feel the one bite <clears throat> yeah it's just like yep. like you can't you, you couldn't you shake them if you tried in a million years they're not letting it go <clears throat> I call it the click because you just feel the click. Yeah. Like you just know he's got it. <laughs> so. For sure. 
Um, this is a good question from Ricky here. What, what what do you guys think? Is there a different retrieve for bladed jigs versus swim jigs? And then we can segue into the clacking a little bit based on this conversation. Absolutely. I mean, for me, I think Corey does the same. You know, we a, a short cadence, you know, not like a jerkbait cadence where it's that much of a pause, but um you know, Corey taught me, we got together fishing trout streams and twitching Rapalas was everything you needed to know. Mm-hmm. Kind of carried over to swim jig. So, yeah, you can toss it in, retrieve, straight retrieve, but having that, you know, twitch, 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 that twitch retrieve, constant twitch retrieve. Uh, without a pause in it, but just that little jerking motion gives it that little undulating motion, you know, makes the skirt do a little bit different than just pulling it through the water. Uh, And it makes a big difference, you know. I mean, if they don't hit it right away, they're, from, from my perspective, if they don't hit it on the drop or within the first quarter crank, you got to give them something to look at. And if it just looks like a stick getting pulled through the water, they're not going to chase it. I mean, I've never seen a fish literally go straight through the water. They've got motion to them. So that little bit of twitch to your retrieve gives it, that gives that jig that motion. And that, I mean, it makes a big difference. I mean, with a, with a bladed jig, the blade gives it, the motion so that's an entirely different animal yeah yeah i i i agree i do like three retrieves with my swim jig really it's it's usually one of three it's like either a straight retrieve you know and i'm just running into cover and letting that deflect the the jig itself right or i'll do like kelly said the twitchy retrieve where if i'm on kind of open water on like a weed edge where there's nothing to bump or deflect off of i'll kind of give it twitches all the way back for the most part and then if they're if they're biting it the bunny weird all sometimes i'll even just throw it out and i'll just kind of just pump it back where it's just like a almost like a stroking the jig like a stroking jig retrieve like where it's kind of like bouncing off the bottom and just acting like a crawfish even though it's a bluegill i throw bluegill colored like 80 percent of the time with my swim jigs, because uh, that's like the standard forage I feel around here. Um, but yeah, I, I had a day where I couldn't catch them on the swim jig. Also, I started stroking it. It was like, like I literally have video of it. It's like five casts and it really just pounded it, like two pulls and they had it. You know, it's like well, they just wanted it different, I guess. You know, as far as the swim jig goes. So, so uh, there's so many different ways. I mean, but yeah, like Kelly was saying with the bladed jig, I mean, I like, that's just about water column. I think if you find out where they're sitting at, if they're right above the cover, you need to take cover with it. You just slow down and just reel it slow until you feel your cover, you know? So. Yeah. So <clears throat> I guess one thing that's new since Greg, right? I don't think the clacking was around when Greg was around. So how did the clacking come about? Uh, necessity, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we were, everybody was asking us to, to, to do something with them. We wanted to do something with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just didn't really know how to because of all the different rules and regulations that were involved in that bait. So 
uh, brainstorming one day, we were just talking because we can take everything, we can deconstruct everything. And we had a couple of jigs that had open eyes and I, we were talking about it and Kelly's like, what if we just put it together in a kit and just sell it as a kit? So we're not, you know, we, we think that, we, I mean, we're, all these are aftermarket products anyways, we're building everything from scratch. But yeah, you get it just like that. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's just uh, we we wanted to do it because we're using them all the time. We wanted to build our own product. I, I don't want to use somebody else's. I mean, what you pay for a jackhammer, to be honest with you, it, it's. I mean, the only difference is this is not a titanium head, for the most part. I mean, that's actually really it. jack jackhammers are lead. They're not tungsten. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> only the JDM so. ones are tungsten. That's a common misnomer. <laughs> yeah, see, so even I didn't even know that. So, like, so basically, you're talking about uh, twice as much uh, cost for no difference, except for a blade, uh, the blade thickness and the blade shape. And sometimes I want different, you know, than what is standard out there. So, yeah, like last weekend when I kicked your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that time. So, yeah, so I mean, you basically get these, right? And then you just. Slide your own blade on there, or you can do whatever you want with it. There's no yeah. instructions, but right. Oh, there's. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, we sell a jig with an accessory. Do what you want with the accessory, right? Um, you know, and that was that's what it is, right? And so there you go. If you want, you, you tighten it up a little bit with the pliers, <clears throat> and then you have a direct connection that can hit the head. Right, it can click, it can make that sound as needed. Yep. Uh, you get a nice stout hook. You get a light, super light weed guard, which is a differentiator, right? And a uh, and a nice bait keeper and a hand tied custom skirt and just about any color you can imagine if you want it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> custom options on the on the tab. So yeah, that weed guard does make quite a bit of a difference too. I mean, I fished a lot around wood, and I told Kelly, I'm like, I. You know, if you fished a bladed jig around wood, you know that they like to get hung up sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you don't need a lot of, like, that weed guard doesn't do a lot, but it does enough to keep sure. it off that wood sometimes. And, and it's, you know, every, if it hangs up one third less times, that's fine for me because they were going to hang up anyways if it just clicked it off. And that weed guard isn't uh, strong enough to stop any kind of bite that I've noticed at all as far no. as, like, <laughs> inhibiting anything. Oh, super. There's nothing, like, yeah. <clears throat> That's the weakest weed guard we have in our arsenal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Quite honestly. Very soft. It's smooth. It's a jig than it is to be functional, but it is still functional. Yeah, that and, you know, if you're, if you're yeah. around wood or whatever, like, experiment with a trailer that actually has a wide... I mean, like, normally I don't like a lot of action in my trailers, but that is the one time I will experiment. If I'm fishing around heavy cover, I will put something on like a rage car or this adrenaline bug that has a little shoulder to it, which one will plane your jig out a little bit so it won't roll as much. So the less it rolls, less chance that hook point's going to be out there. Plus, you've got a little more plastic just to, like you said, just like the weed guard, it gives you a little extra to, to carry them off and hopefully that, that hook point doesn't stick in something besides the fish's mouth. <clears throat> did I send did I send you any of those log- I, I know Corey you put those up earlier but I think you were getting your video feed form up yeah. Uh, yeah yeah so I mean those things they don't throw your body a lot but the action of them you can see in the tail 
they move for how much the jig itself moves those things still move accurately right <clears throat> for uh, sure and yeah. without without adding a lot of action to your jig i guess is what i'm saying um yeah. so but those are going to be those should be available on the website within the next i'm hoping this week by the end of this week or by the end of next week that that trailer should be available and that thing is i was impressed i was like holy crap i threw it in the stream and let the current do the work and the current was making the trailer work for sure <clears throat> yeah i mean and so if you guys really feel like you need these there's no need to go on ebay and pay 30 dollars for a bladed jig of this color you, you can get them <laughs> much more reasonably at uh, super k right. yeah <laughs> And if you want, you know, if we don't have the <laughs> color, it's a dollar. It's a dollar upcharge for a custom color. I mean, we have there's. I've got thousands and thousands of tabs at my disposal. If we can't get it exact. We're going to get it pretty damn close. I guarantee you. Basically, Kelly challenged you to give him a <laughs> color he can't make. I think that's what he just said, wasn't it? Well, that's. That's definitely what I heard as well. Yes. I've Rich. never, I had to complain of my custom time. I usually get nothing but compliments. So, They're very nice. <clears throat> what do you guys like for a swim jig rod? Like, I think both of you, like, is your normal a fluorocarbon to start out with? Oh, like, God. For me, I'm, I'm just such a, I'm a keep it simple, stupid, basic guy. Sure. I, I've got one seven foot rod with mono on it and i okay. use part of it for everything so so what pound mono and what what's your set what's your action of your your seven foot rod and what what's your gear what like what's run down your setup for like your go-to swim swim jigs uh it's a i think a seven foot tooth tamer rod so tooth tamer is a local company up here yeah um i've got a garcia revo on it uh, Seven to one, six three. Uh, I think it's the oh, shit. It's out in the garage. It's it's the higher, like a seven to one, a higher speed. Okay, I think you got seven. seven to one. Um, and then, okay, I've, medium I've a, heavy, a medium fast yeah, action. I think it's a straight medium. I don't even know if it's a medium fast. It's probably a medium fast. It's a little light on the top. Um. And, and what, like 15-pound mono, 14? 14-pound fluorescent mono. Nice. And I I mean, that's that gets me you through everything. Green, baby. Fishing tournaments. So remember that. So, you right, know, so Corey, just... you're, you're the tournament guy in the team. What, what's your setup for a swim jig? Rod and... Yeah, uh, I use two different kind of sets up. Uh, I use like a seven foot one St. Croix, medium heavy. Like I got I got one of the victories now, trying that out. Uh, but, but like my go-to sticks for a long time have been the uh, Jason Christie series Falcons. Just like the cheap, I got like four seven foot three heavy medium actions. They call them modern actions or whatever, but man, they're, I like them a lot for swim jigs and I actually use them for my bladed jigs too. So I have a couple with a swim jig and a couple with a bladed jig on and I can kind of interchange between those four rods and I usually just run like uh, eight O's or uh, 
six four abus too, like some ALXs I got. So try to keep it simple too. I mean, I try to I I find myself overthinking the rod choice. I I get when I got extra two of them, I have four of them now. The same rod, I can just throw them all, and I just you know they're basically all the same. A couple of them have sixteen pound, a couple of them have fifteen pound, and my seven ones have fourteen or twelve on it, just depending. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would say I'm pretty similar. Like most of my swim jig rods are either a 733 or a 734 Dobbins, uh, seven to one reels. I'm usually low on 15 to 17 pound fluorocarbon. Um, every once in a while on the river, if I'm fishing some gnarly stuff and I'm using it, it's kind of like a frog follow up or in the, in the, almost in the place of a buzz toad, right. Where I'm like literally bringing it over the top of the duckweed or really gnarly stuff or in the pads. <clears throat> then I'll typically bump up to like a, 30, 40 pound braid, but, um, yep. About the same here, about the same here. I, I usually, like I said, that seven foot three, that, that it gets considered a heavy action. It's like a medium, heavy, heavy. So probably like the seven thirty five, you know, seven thirty four, right in the middle mm-hmm. of those. And yeah, it seems to work good like that is as far. I got one, I got one reel I have rigged up with 20 pound that I keep off to the side. It just in case, like you said, you're throwing just some trees or whatever, and you know, sometimes I'll just throw that subject and just let it fall because it's so light that quarter ounce they don't see that a lot with that menace grub on there, just that really slow fall. And then you just bring it out, you know, almost like a square bill, just swim it out of the wood so slow that it can't get hung up, basically. And uh, mm-hmm. they like that. Uh, do you guys use any different work. trailers for your clacking, or is it more like the same stuff? <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I'm usually, I've I've got a menace grub color combo that I love on my clacken and it's, I've been throwing it for a year and a half now straight, same trailer. I just, just replaced it. What is this combo? He won't, (laughs) he won't show you. It's secret. It's like this special color he got made. There are no secrets in the Hellabath dream. That's rule number one. He'll show it to you. I got some downstairs. I'll go get it. If nothing else, I got a secret bag of them too. So it's He's the, got... the blue, blue. Black. Right. It's so the black and blue clacking trailer. Right, black and blue, and I will go grab one. Give me a hot second. I got it right, right. <clears throat> So we'll, we'll move on to uh, Corey's favorite uh, clacking trailers. Uh, yeah, I uh, I used to throw, and I still do throw a lot of the. Uh, Missile baits, uh, the uh, I forget what it's called now. I had the name of it just a while ago. Missile, the I have I forget the name of it now. They have a bag with me. Missile baits, this one you probably know what it is. The shockwave, yeah, the shockwave. That's what it is. Yep, and that is the four, the five inch. I usually cut it a little bit off the head, but I feel like throwing a big trailer. I'm like Clackens. All right, so you're a big shockwave. You like a little, a subtle paddle tail. I actually use the bigger size for okay. the Clackens, and I just trim off a tiny bit. But that's, you know, like I said, Kelly, we tried that Wago this year, and it does work good too. But yeah, I, I like paddle tails a lot on those, uh, like green pumpkin, anything imitating a bluegill. Mm-hmm. I usually throw like just like a, like I said, a pretty good size paddle tail um and then when you start getting into the shad stuff it's either yeah some kind of like uh swim bait 
you know, uh, like a like a ribbed paddle tail, or even like I, I do like the uh, like sediment scrubs again, or that that woggle doesn't have a lot of like drag to it. So if you really right. want to get deep, it has a lot of motion, just like action to it. It's almost like the old school. Uh, it's almost like old school twister tail, like a big right. twister tail, as far as like just going crazy back there. So, all right, pretty, pretty standard though. Oh, yeah, he's got it now. He's got the oh, secret yeah. color. So, uh, this is my secret garage sale color. It's not. It's like it's, Listerine color, and he just smokes them on it. I don't know. So that is that not even like a, a fully available color, or is it like a? Uh, so I found the original one. I found uh, at a garage sale. Um, and then I had a local company, Drastic Plastics, uh, mock it up for me. The color was a little bit off, but I'll tell you, it's it's been spectacular so far. So is they, the striking ever made that color, or is it just a, a kind of a similar I, custom? I honestly, I haven't even looked at the okay. main colors. But. There's no color like that, Rich, that I've seen on Strike King's okay. lineup. And it was, uh, they use that uh, aftermarket mold. It's the same kind of sure. kicker mold. Uh, yep. But yeah, it is, it's a totally, uh, like, for me being fishing as long, I've never seen that color before. It looks like toothpaste. <laughs> it's like this bluish green. And it literally, he was like, he, Kelly didn't catch a muskie a couple for forever before. And last year he caught like 50 of them on that same color pattern. And he goes, he's smashing smallies on it all last year. I don't think the fish have ever seen it before. So they're living that, uh, that, that, that color. So, yeah, <clears throat> for me. So I'll just be honest. I haven't got a chance to throw the clacking yet, but I'm very excited to throw it. Um, I don't see any reason why it's not going to get bit, but my favorite bladed jig trailers, I basically have two. One is the menace scrub. Um, which I don't know. I had one in my hand here a little bit ago. But I like to do it two ways. I'll rig it vertically or horizontally, depending on what I want, the action of the bait, whether I'm, you know, a bluegill versus a shad pattern, right? Um, it, you can rig it both ways, depending on what you want your bladed jig to do. Um, and then the other thing I like is a very subtle, subtle paddle tail. So Arsenal makes a tactical minnow that has a very tiny, very light, paddle tail and so normally i don't i did used to use a lot of big paddle tails but i don't I, too big of a paddle tail <clears throat> won't allow your bladed jig to act as you know erratic as it possibly could um i'm a firm believer that if, if you shoot archery a bladed jig is similar you take all the fletchings off your arrow right that's when your arrow does this right the more fletchings the more drag the more kick your trailer has the truer your swim, your bladed jig will run. So if you really want hunting action, something like a menace scrub, something like a spunk shad, yeah. something very subtle, um, or yeah, trim it off your paddle tail also. Like you can trim that paddle tail so it's just um, – if you really want that erratic action, that's uh, the way to go. Yeah, I agree. The bulk the bulk of the belly is nice to have because you like to have that big bait. But yeah, yep. you can't have a lot of trailer like like you said, paddle tail can't be a lot. That's why the menace scrub is so good because it just gives that subtle action. Yeah, and I and I have like a menace scrub big up on most of my crawfish, like my crawfish mm -hmm. colored anything like that. And then you know is it like I said, it's just like you said, it's so versatile as far as a bait. It doesn't affect action. It doesn't inhibit action either so 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Fresno. If you're if you're new here, this is a Hellebass signature custom, and that's my main deal. <clears throat> so I Go have ahead. A, I have a question for you, Rich. Sure. So how um, how much of a necessity do you feel it is to trailer a jig? Say a class, say a say a chatterbait or say a swim bait or you know any of that stuff. I mean obviously you can go out and you can catch fish without trailering them. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I know there are some people that <clears throat> that's a sneaky thing for them to go trailerless. I honestly I have not experimented with it. Like it it's uh I mean every now and then like if I'm flipping one of my you know bass tech jigs around docks and one steals the the pinchers off or the trailer off. Sometimes I mean I've thrown back an empty jig and caught them, but I haven't made enough casts with an untrailered jig to really have much confidence in it. Um, I'm sure there's a time and a place. Uh, I know people that bedfish often like to throw jigs without trailers on them. Um, obviously, I've done it with hair jigs, um, but I still feel more confident when I put like a half inch piece of senko on there than I do with you know what I mean. Like in my mind, you know, in confidence. Uh, a a trailer's it's probably a crutch for me, but in my head, it makes more sense. Um, if you guys have experiences or, or ideas when you would, when you do, or I'd love to hear about it because that's just something that I haven't done a lot. So let's say like a spinner bait, do you trailer spinner bait? Um, honestly, spinner baits most of the time, I would say I don't put any plastic on them. Um, so I don't know why a blade jig wouldn't be different, right? Like a, you know, a spinner bait like this. Are there times I'll put a little swim bait on there? Yes, but more often than not, I'm just putting a trailer hook on there and nothing else. (coughs) How about you guys? I mean, are there times that you don't put a trailer on a swim jig or a bladed jig? Uh, Yeah, when I'm out bank fishing and my trailer got stolen. (laughs) Uh, Normally you start the day with a trailer? (laughs) uh, Yeah, generally. Just... Oh, well, not necessarily. I mean, I'll go. I'll rip out a swim jig without a trailer on it. Okay. I mean, yeah. sometimes out of ignorance, but I won't think anything less of it. I actually like one of the first times I used one of the big, like we have that musky Kong swim jig. It's like a, just a large version of our swim jig, one ounce basically. First time. <laughs> The first time I used one of those, I used a trailerless on the river. <laughs> you got the beast gone. Um, <laughs> I I used one of those in the river trailerless, and I caught like three muskies on it. Uh, in a, you know, because they had that long flowing skirt, and I think that was just enough action, and it was something they hadn't seen before. But I didn't have any trailers with me at all, and I was, you know, I did really well. So I think it's maybe just a matter of like you said, the right timing what the fish are looking for. It's all profile half the time too, right? I mean, most of the fish are chasing mm-hmm. bait this big, but if they're chasing bait this big, and you need, you need to throw a profile that big. If you throw a jig, you have to almost throw it without a trailer at that point, you know? So you trim it back, trim the skirt all the way back to the hook and see what happens. It ain't going to hurt yeah. nothing. In my so. head, I would have a lot more conf- confidence throwing a bladed jig, like a clack in more than I would a straight swim I would have body. zero confidence throwing a straight swim jig. That's just, I would probably, like you said, I would stick a piece of plastic on there just if it was just more just mental than anything. You'd cut the tails off it or whatever. Still throw it. Probably more for weight. It would feel weird throwing a quarter ounce subject with no trailer more than probably casting. 
mm-hmm. and, and reeling more than what I would, you know, than anything else as far as that goes. I feel like I would throw in a paperweight, you know, versus a paper airplane. So a little difference there. I guess I'm just trying to, you know, reach out to some of these younger kids mm-hmm. that are watching this, looking at this going, oh, all right, I got to invest in jigs. And I got to get plastics and I got to get this. I got to get that. You know, I'm just trying to efficiency, you know. Um, yeah, I would know, say that. I think the can't... cool thing now is that the plastics last a long time. Yeah, I would say, I mean, the, yeah, the thing with a bait keeper like you guys have, <clears throat> that really extends a life. If you really want it to a little right. dot of super glue goes a long ways to keeping them on there. Um and the thing is, like, I see plastics as, like, an additional level of customization, right? I can take a jig like this, and I can put a small green pumpkin menace scrub on it, or I can put a big shad-colored swim bait on it, right? And those are, like, almost two completely different offerings. It's almost like extending the, right, versus, like, a crankbait. If I want a different size or different profile or different action, I have to buy a whole new bait. But with right. like swim jigs yeah. and trailers, and right, you can have a handful of different trailers and a different colors and a handful of swim jigs. And I can go from, you know, I can put a black and blue, right, rage craw on this versus a green pumpkin menace scrub versus a white boot tail and have three different actions and three different baits and three different colors without having to buy out a bunch of stuff, right? A, a handful of each you can do a ton of things with. So I would right. say you can almost simplify things with jigs and trailers if you're new does that make sense yep yeah yeah and that's you know and one nice aspect of that is we have that wire keeper which is so uninvasive that you can reuse that trailer multiple times Mm -hmm. you know you get some of these i will say you know our football and our kaplunks our heavier weight ones do have that lead barb keeper. So it's a little bit more, you know, invasive. Rips it up. Yep. But, you know, the yeah. swim jig keeper, like with me, I most I, I probably have more trailers in my tackle box that have been used than aren't used. And you can't even tell. Mm-hmm. I would. I would grab any one of them and put it right back on. That wire keeper, you put it on, it does its job. You can take it right back off and reuse that trailer again and again and again until the fish annihilates it or steals it. You know, yeah. and some, you know, those bigger lead barb keepers that just blows open the whole front end of the keeper and they and this is the last day you can use it. There's a there's a question about your uh, your your blue green shirts. Blue green shirts. <laughs> Which ones? Is that your shirt? The performance shirts? I don't know. Is he talking about your guys' shirts? This guy. Must be. Or is it the? Is there a picture of our jerseys up somewhere or what? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we we have we have jerseys. We have blue green jerseys that we have like that we wear once in a while, but they're not out there that often. So. Let's see. So, I think this is. Uh, so I think maybe I, so. What I'd like to do is I think let's do a little giveaway, and how you can enter the giveaway is when this video posts up after the replay, go down in the comment, 
And let's just like list your favorite color swim jig or bladed jig. That's all you have to do to enter. And then next week's stream, I'll do a drawing for whoever comments. So you basically have a whole week to get entered. So whether you caught this stream live or whether you catch the replay, um, that's how you can enter. Um, likewise, you can go use the code that's pinned at Super K Jigs. Use the code, get yourself a discount. And if you mention you saw it on the stream, then I'm sure Kelly will he'll, he'll like gift wrap you a little something special in there too, just to make it like. Like little oh, I, hearts and I hand signed every invoice. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the two things, the two bonuses in the stream. So um, for those that have sticked around this long, that's how you can get yourself some extra stuff. Um, let's see what's new in the chat here. Uh, I can't see that. So concentrate primary colors: black, blue, red, yellow, pink, and white. Two. That's a good conversation in the chat. Just hey, thanks to everybody that tuned in. We've been 60, 70, 80 live viewers, uh, kind of up and down, so that's been awesome. Um, so we talked about swim jigs. One thing that I saw a comment a little while back that was asked, and we kind of glazed over it. And this is something I want to do more of, and I, I need to do more of. Like, what is your weight? Like, do you how do you change your setup, Corey, when you're doing deep swim jigs? Like, when you're doing more than six feet, let's say, like. Do you go to a heavier jig, different trailer, lighter line, the retrieve? You let, like what to walk that through? Like what what are you looking for when you're doing your deep swim jigs? Yeah, um, there's a couple lakes that I fish that you know if they're not biting that that quarter or three eighths ounce, I actually pull out our, one of our deep swim jigs, which is a three quarter ounce, same head, a mm-hmm. uh, little heavier weed guard. Um, just because we're, you know, you're going to be fishing probably deeper, you know, either submergent, uh, you know, or, uh, you know, milfoil type heavier weeds that you have to come through. Uh, I usually use the same rod, uh, just pull out the heavier line and I'll, I'll actually make a slightly shorter cast sometimes because you, you know, you want to have a little bit more close contact with that heavier jig and you want to be able to kind of steer it through those weed patches. So instead of bombing it, you know, a hundred yards, cause you can't with the three quarter ounce jig, I throw, you know, throw it out 40, 50 yards, let it fall. Count it down and just swim it through with a really slow retrieve, just a steady retrieve. And I'll kind of, instead of twitching the jig as much, I'll kind of just jerk the handle. Cause I want to make sure I feel everything and don't miss that bike. Cause it's a little bit harder to detect when you're dragging it through that heavier weeds. And I'll just use the same trailer. I usually use the menace grub still. You know, keep everything the same on that aspect. So my confidence level is high with what I'm throwing. And same color, just pull out the heavy head. So, okay. And do you rig, rig your menace grab more vertical when you're deeper? Uh, on that three quarter ounce, I don't have to. Doesn't matter. I, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just like you're throwing a bomb out there, you know. So uh, it's just a matter of reeling slow, I think. And if I if I really know I have to get down to that tender level, I can even throw on the six foot six four to one reel and i'll just mm-hmm. reel normally and it'll just be like an extra you know foot a foot a minute slower basically um so it'll it'll get it down a little deeper but yeah i don't really have a problem with uh rigging the trailer sideways i mean if i'm really fishing thick weeds and i will like you know just to get that super slim profile uh but i mean where i'm fishing is big patches so i'll throw it out either next to it or throw it in the middle and let it fall away to the bottom and then kind of just start slowly swimming it out uh, to give it a different, you know, look. So sure. And so, do you typically count it down to a level and then reel it in, or do you let it go all the way to the bottom and then kind of lift it and start going? Yeah, I usually let it hit the bottom. I think just to get that reaction strike sometimes because it is a three quarters ounce jig. 
you know so sometimes mm-hmm. that thing just falling into the bottom is they're either they're going to hit it if they're not hitting it they're looking at it and then as soon as it starts to just swim away and it breaks through that first level of weeds that they they hit it usually you know like and like i said you're not making bomb casts you can feel that bite better i mean because there's a little bit more slack there with the weeds and you know the fluorocarbon so but i've i've actually snapped a couple off of setting the hook on those hard with a longer rod like i sure. used, to, used to used to beef up to throw them and i just you just don't need it so mm-hmm. yeah swim jigs i like a seven to one normally um like I said, deep swim jigs may be slowing down a slightly different, <clears throat> but there are times when that swim jig, especially in shallow water, when the bite's hot, I feel like a seven to one is almost a minimum necessity because they will sometimes run at you or run sideways. And a six, two, six, three, you'll, I had some experiences early on with swim jig and, and I learned, I got my, my feelings hurt a lot by missing fish uh, with a slow gear ratio. So I think a seven to one, Eight to one, maybe sometimes, but then you got to sometimes pace yourself a little bit. Uh, I couldn't, I yeah, again with a seven to one on a clack and couldn't even yeah. keep up with them. I had, and I totally agree with you, Rich. Like, I think seven to one's minimum on most swim jigs. And I've had issues with some of these lakes that I fish, like what, just what you said, even with the eight keep it up with them as they eat it you know if you don't have the right rod and that's why i went back i used to use a seven foot one a couple of years ago and i had to actually go back to the longer rod just to get hooks in them sometimes as they're running it because when they eat that swim jig a lot of times if you're reeling on a good pace they're swimming just as fast and they're probably swimming twice as fast to eat it mm-hmm. so you have to take up that whatever it is let's say it's two or three to slack after they eat it because they caught up on you before you even knew they hit it you know, there's just a lot of moving parts there. And like without having that longer rod, I think that really that really can hurt you if you don't have a longer rod with those swim jigs, especially fish in open water or anything over a 30-yard gas, you know, so. Yeah, and I think that, that extra rod length, you know, that extra three, four inches is, you know, people are like, oh, what the, is that going to matter? But the thing is, like, you're actually like, let's say you go to seven, four instead of a seven foot. Well, your rod tip is actually four inches closer. When you swing it back, it's four. So that's actually eight inches uh, or more when you're swinging through. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And it, it seems like those ultra shallow fish are the ones that are the hardest sometimes to catch up. Um, they, they, they just, they run horizontally. It seems like when they're, if you're in three, four or five feet of water, they'll tend to turn down. But when you're in super shallow water, they, they can come right. They have they can't go down, right? And so those are the ones that like sometimes are the hardest to catch up and, and, and you miss sometimes. Yep. I agree. You guys got to remember, you have the luxury of being in the front of the boat with that much room to swing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no room. Yeah. That's why my, my, uh, my Raptors already have dents in it. From this last weekend, Kelly. Nice. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't care. That's why I have a 2004 aluminum boat because I like I park it on rocks. If I'm gonna go fish rapids, I don't. I just park it on the rocks. You know, that's how I roll. So, got that that river boat life. You just you're ready. Yep. Nice. Cool. Yeah, so, yeah I know you're gonna fish the, fish the cricks. For sure. Um. So there's been a lot of good questions. I don't know if anybody's got more questions coming up. I'd love to hear them. We can definitely get into that. Uh, yeah, I think 
you know, good point, JP. I mean, for me, I definitely would prefer to slow down my uh, my retrieve, and then when the fish hits, I want to have that speed to catch up to them uh, to some degree, within reason. Like, I don't know that we need to be throwing t- nine and ten to one rockets, uh, but I'd rather have that seven to one or thereabouts for most of these horizontal presentations for when you need it. So what, I mean, you're, you're kind of more the casual fisherman, uh, Corey, what, what kind of tournaments or what are you fishing this year? Uh, where, where can people see you on the lake or the river this summer in, in competitive action? Like if, uh, where would they run into you? It's not going to be much, but, uh, I'm going to be fishing, uh, the UMBCS, uh, with Greg's this year, uh, in the lakes, mostly the lakes division over here, uh, central lakes. Uh, I'm going to fish the red cedar tournament. I'm going to fish, uh, Mohawkskin. Uh, not going to fish willow, but fishing boom and then fishing, uh, last one of the year. I didn't draw the blank to where it is even right now, but uh, we also fish a little tournament up here at Stevens Point called the Up Down. Uh, me and uh, my other partner, Adam, it's a little Stevens Point River deal where it's uh, the upper half one day and the lower half the next day. So it's kind of a cool format. You can win either day or both days, depending on what you do. So it's, uh, it's kind of fun. So just kind of getting casually back into it uh, as far as the tournament scene goes. Last couple of years, uh, my son was born a little early, so it's kind of thrown a monkey wrench into things as mm-hmm. far as the tournament plans go. So uh, just trying to get a little bit of that competitive, you know, act. I just like compete and be out there with the guys and, you know, run around and try to catch fish. It's a good time. It's like sometimes fishing a tournament series is like joining the gym, right? You pay your dues and it gets you out there. I think it's just about getting out there. Like you said, I mean, it's just having a good time. If you, if you, if your plan works out right, you feel great. And if not, you learn something from it. So it's all about, you know, keeping everything in perspective and just getting out there and enjoying why you can, I mean, really. Right. So that's about what I, that's, that's how I'm, I, I like doing it. I mean, I like competing. Uh, they haven't won anything, but I, I mean, I took second, a couple of cash, some checks and stuff like that. But I think that, I do a lot of things my own way too. You know, I've always fished an aluminum boat. I go away from the crowds. I go find, mm-hmm. try to find something different. So I'm not like out there usually trying to set the world on fire. I'm just trying to figure something out, kind of fish the way I want to fish and see if it works out and have a good time doing it. So awesome. That's my deal. That's the right attitude to have. Then your feelings don't get hurt as much when you don't win. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, Paula wants to know what, what you said. Raptors. What, I mean, you, you, what do you think of them so far? I just just got to use them for the first time, actually, out here with Kelly. I, I like them. Um, I used to be a big Talon guy. I had the second-gen Talons for a long time. But running an express boat, trying to get shallow with that much weight on the back of the boat, I had actually had custom brackets made for my Talons just to reduce the weight. Um, okay. And went to Powerpole to try those, you know, like them but i also like the active anchoring system that the talons had before uh, i mm-hmm. fish a lot of rivers and rapids and i noticed that the power poles would just lose touch every once in a while i'd be floating backwards and i didn't want to float backwards so i thought that the raptors were the perfect thing for me they're still light but they have the active anchoring they tie into my electronics my hummingbirds and you know makes my life easier for the most part on that situation so uh, i do like them though everything's good Super, so, so far, super quiet. Honestly. Like, they're the quietest thing on the market. Uh, <laughs> you can't even hear them go down. It's stupid. Nice. So yeah. you you think they're quieter than the power poles. They have a better active anchor system. 
and they work with your hummingbirds. So that's kind of your three things. Okay. Yep. Yep. There you go, Sean. Um, What was I going to say? Um, <laughs> I don't know who drew the Tim. I don't know who that is, JJ. <clears throat> Do you know who he's talking about? I don't. Like JJ I- probably thinks he's making a joke. He's typically not that funny. <clears throat> but um, let's see here. Uh, there was one question. What is it the same size hook in the three-quarter ounce with swim jigs? Yes. Yeah. Yep, we still run that same five uh, in the in the bass style uh, swim jigs. We do have a, a bigger one. I think uh, Kelly was going to hit on it in that musky jig. It, we ramp up to a seven knot. So if somebody's really fishing, like really big fish somewhere, they can get our musky kong and just trim the skirt on. They have a deep swim jig with a seven knot hmm. hammer hook on it. You know, I mean, if you want to go shark fishing or something. We could do an eight out for you if you really want to. <laughs> We're running nine out EWGs now in the musky tongs. Yeah, um, so nice. If you're, if you're flipping, if you're going down to Florida and you're going for fourteen alligators, you know, don't be afraid to pick up a Kong. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I guess I didn't watch any NCAA. I was too. I didn't watch any, and then I was watching the high school hockey tournaments here in Minnesota with my kids. So I didn't catch. I didn't. This is probably the first year ever I never watched a single minute of the dance. But I'm pretty sure he doesn't have my visor gang or visor game. So there's that. Um, appreciate it, the super chat, Sean. That's awesome. Hopefully, you saved a few dollars for yourself. I know. I know you've got enough tackle, Sean. But I'm sure you could use a few swim jigs uh, for sure. Um, What's the lightest swim jig you guys do? Uh, I can do down to, I think I can get down to a quarter. Well, you definitely can do a quarter swim jig. No, he's not thinking clearly anymore. It's past his bedtime. <laughs> it's a, it's a mold. Yeah, down to an eighth. Yeah, so they don't have a site, but if somebody wanted to send you a message, they could potentially get some eighth ounce swim jigs. Yep. Right. Yeah. Right. We've already yeah. tested them. They work good. They actually work for trout too. Uh, we tested them on trout in a trout stream. It's pretty fun. So. Yeah. So and I've um, got numbers, tons of different. Just because we're not putting a skirt on it doesn't mean we can't. Mm-hmm. You know our swim our swim bait heads, stuff like that. You know our uh, our hair jig mold we can put skirts on those instead of marabou so if you want a 332 ounce swim jig we can put one together for you it'll be so different. if you got an idea you just send an email to info at super k jigs and you'll figure something out for them <clears throat> nice. absolutely brent says he's excited to try these uh some of these big baits for his pike fishing i can tell you the pike sure love these <laughs> They do. I can, they do. Because that's the one problem is that you may never wear out a Super K jig, but you can't throw a heavy enough line where they won't eat it and take it from you. <laughs> I can guarantee you the muskie in the Wisconsin love this thing. They love Blue, those, yes. Clacking. 
<laughs> 43 years without a muskie. I landed my first one last year. I caught over 15 of them on that. Nice. Just last I caught, I caught two muskie, little tiger muskies this week on a two-inch power grub on the eight-ounce jig head. <laughs> I saw your pictures. That was <laughs> funny. Yeah, the other one got away. I went to like grab him behind the head, and he like flipped, and he and, and I thought it broke my line, but it actually snapped the hook on my crappie jig. That's interesting. Throwing that heavy of a swim jig up shallow, I mean, I always think you'd have to be really be doing that at like aggressive shake, kind of like the Steve Kennedy deal for that type of thing. Uh, shallow wooden weeds with a three quarter ounce that would have to be like a very aggressive, like snapping. Alabama shake style retrieve, I would imagine, Brendan. Yeah, I think the most I've thrown up shallow was a three ace ounce, and like a, that was what I was throwing up, like a craw trailer. Like I said, trying to keep it pretty high in the column. So, yeah, cool. I'm excited. Like next, like I, you know, I had to go out and and sling the two inch power grub this weekend making sure the boat was working, but because of our stupid seasons, but now I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to head over to Wisconsin or hit the river. Um, and, uh, and, and be, definitely will be getting my bladed jigs and my swim jigs wet and covering some water on pool four, probably coming up this weekend. And I'm, I'm sure I'll get plenty of bites and I'm excited. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. So price point, is there free shipping at a certain point or is it flat? I don't flat. know what you guys do. It's flat. Flat. Just a this way, what six bucks or flat? Five. Five. So you get priority shipping, five bucks. Fair deal. You get your jigs fast, reasonable price. Yeah. There's plenty of value. Like you guys probably aren't selling these for expensive enough for the amount of labor and love that goes into hand tying each one of them. So buy it, buy it, cover your <laughs> Yes. Buy ten jigs, then you're only uh, you're shipping us fifty cents each, or buy twenty, then it's a quarter. <laughs> yeah, or you can, yeah. I mean, we have guys in our tackle box. I have a big thick tackle box full of super case of jigs, you know. Uh, but like uh, I always say that I know a guy that makes them, so yeah, <laughs> I just burn through them. They don't, they don't, they don't run out fast enough. I tell you, like you said, though. I mean. Unless you get them stolen from you, I mean, they this last a long time. I mean, I have a few that I still have a silicone popping out of that. You know, they had they look like finesse jigs now because the silicone is kind of getting it's crazy, off like an inch. I this right. as dumb as that looks. You put a grub or something on the back of that, and they'll still just chew it up. Like it is ridiculous. Yeah, that thing is probably one of the best baits you got in your tackle box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they work awesome. well. Uh, Logan, I'm not fishing the BFLs this year. I thought about it. It just it didn't work out to fish them all, and I don't think it really makes sense to try to jackpot a BFL. The paybacks aren't that great. Um, hopefully one of these years I'll have enough PTO and time to, to swing the BFLs because I really do love fishing the river. Um, do you ship to Canada? Yes, but it costs a lot of freaking money, so I'm more than happy to accommodate I've done it but I can guarantee you it's going to cost $20 to ship it. $20 to ship up to a pound. So. Sure. Okay. You're going to buy, you make sure you buy a pound's worth of stuff and plan on paying. Or 
You got to have some buddies in New York across the across the uh, the border shadow. Wow. Yeah, we are investigating the option of getting a distributor up there, but that's mm-hmm. nothing that's going to happen anytime soon. So. so, so Josh sounds like he ordered some earlier this year. <clears throat> so um, he says he's impressed with them so far. That's awesome. Glad you like him, Josh. Um, he says big orders are not a problem for him. So, <laughs> hey, Shadow, if you want to meet me here, I'll order them at my house and, and I'll show you how to use them. So if you just, you just got to come on over. Great. So what um, you, uh, what's your next big turn? What's your next big tournament coming up? Oh, uh, so what I'm planning to fish this year is I'm going to fish the Minnesota TBF team trail. Yeah. Uh, which is a buddy circuit, uh, that can, you can go fish like the NBAA, right? It's, it's like the, the FLW or the MLF version of the Bass Nation stuff. Um, so we'll fish Wabasha, and then we fish uh, Big Stone out on the South Dakota border. Then we fish uh, – oh, no, actually, we fish Vermilion, and then we go out to Big Stone, and then we fish Coronas, and then we fish Clearwater. I'll also fish the Bass Nation, Minnesota Bass Nation State Tournament, which will be out of Wabasha this year, which I'm pretty excited about. Like that's, I don't have a ton of experience in April down there, but I, the way the weather's shaping up, it should be a pretty good shallow swim jig bite. Like then fish, shouldn't have to worry about a lot of pre-spawn current seams for smallies and stuff like that in 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 three weeks. Um, but summertime on the river, I'm, I'm looking at my chops for the state tournament there. Um, then I got a couple tournaments on Green Lake. That's where the TBF is out by Spicer, Wilmer. That's just kind of a smally lake. Um, so those, yeah. those are the main ones. And then if I make the semis for the TBF, that would be in Sturgeon Bay in September, which I've never been to. It's probably not the best time to go out there, but it's a place that I definitely want to go out and fish. And then if for some reason somebody backs out, I'm the alternate for the Bass Nation Minnesota team out of lacrosse. So if somebody backs out, hopefully the first week of September, I'll be there. But nice, nice. There you go. Awesome so places nothing... to fish, that's for sure. Yeah. So nothing national this year. Just I mean, not unless uh, <laughs> I get into that lacrosse derby and then make it to nationals again. Uh, right. But yeah, there's no no path forward at this point. Yeah, no, that's cool. But uh, and then out there, just you know, hopefully creating a ton of content, just like last year, right? Just doing, going out and doing some fun videos and practice videos and tournament videos and and doing some cool stuff. So I don't know, maybe uh, maybe I can meet you guys sometime and we can go find some sneak holes halfway between us and and, and do something fun that way. Yeah, I'm there trying are to put a few th- of those out there. Trying to put together weekends with guys, you know, like you, Kevin, Burley, all those guys, even Debo would love to get down there and. Go screw around down there, anything like that. Um, but yeah, so just checking the, checking the schedule, seeing where you're going to be. Full. Yeah, it's it's kind of full, but not super full. I would say as long as I can work around my kids' hockey and soccer and gymnastics, that's probably the bigger hurdle than my tournaments at this point. They yeah. do tend to, yep. <laughs> for sure. And you're just you're fun fishing and tying jigs. That's your schedule, right? Yeah, pretty much fun fishing, tying jigs, hanging out with my kiddo when I get a chance. 
trolling trout fishing right out the back door, which is my bread and butter. That's where nice. I, that's where my passion is. I'm a, I'm a spin cat, you know, a spin fishing trout fisherman. I love, love trout fishing. Put me in a pair of waders and give me a six foot spinning rod and I'm ready to go. Nice. The, them, them hair jigs you experiment with and work for trout at all? Oh, they will. Absolutely. <laughs> Have you seen any of this guy's Ned Heads pictures? Like, of him catching 20-inch browns with Ned Heads and stuff last nice. fall? He's out using our Ned Heads, just crushing, like, 20-inch browns by my dad's place down there. Like, so is, wow, you, is your truck? Like, that's fun. You, you know, those trout... Those... Go ahead. I was going to say, is it trout fishing just for fun and sport, or do you, are, they, do they, are they table fare as well? Uh, not very often. Occasionally. Okay. I mean, if there's a request, yes. You know, if somebody's like, oh, can we have trout for dinner? Yes. That's usually when I can't catch anything, if there's a request. <laughs> there's When there's pressure. <laughs> so, nice. But, yeah, yeah, no, beyond that. I'm I'm very much put into you know catch and release always, always always catch and release. Yeah, cool. Yeah, Tim. I think if you, if you're learning the swim jigs, we definitely covered some good topics and some some good nuggets. So I think there's from rod and reel setups to to line to types of trailers, when and where. I think it's definitely worth the replay. Uh, you can watch the video replay. You can also listen to the podcast version. Just search Hellabass in your favorite podcast app. Um, there's some giveaway. So for those that are tuned in late, uh, if you leave a comment after the stream, post the replay with your favorite swim jig, bladed jig color, enter to win a prize. We'll do a drawing next week. And then the pin comment, Hellabass 15 will get you an automatic prize by getting you a sweet discount on some awesome swim jigs. Um, so that's, that's all in the replay for those that came late. Um, yes, Brendan, they come separate. So you just have to, Slip the slip the blade on yourself and pinch it ever so slightly with the pliers and you're good to go. So they are connected directly. Um, once you're done attaching it, it's a direct connection with uh, plenty of uh, head contact on the blade. You just have to slide it on yourself and pinch it down. That looks like the most awkward glass to drink beer out of like it's gonna like spill every time you're like this one <laughs> the hourglass yeah this makes you could put a bud light in here and it would taste like your favorite beer <laughs> i guarantee it's just that last couple of gulp when it like you have to tip almost 180 <laughs> degrees to get that last little bit <laughs> you it looks like a boot that's what i think it looks like i was gonna boot. say you're clearly not German. Beer you're best. Not... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, well, cool. Well, we're, we're creeping up on two hours. We covered a ton of ground. Is there anything else you guys wanted to shout out or talk about or any last nuggets of info or wisdom on swim jigs or bladed jigs? I mean, it's, it's there for the taking. So, I mean, I appreciate the opportunity. Are you reaching out with us, Rich? I mean, we love working with you. Um, got some stuff we can talk about off the books, but, uh, you know, the swim jigs and everything are, 
you know, it's handmade, it's hand tied, it's poured. And the other thing is, guess what? We're not out of stock. There you go. So, <laughs> yeah. If you can't sure. find, you know, and that's, what, that's if you can't find your favorite jig at xxxww.com, you can find it with us. Sure. Cool. And I would say, like, if, if you're into swim jigs, especially swim jigs, that if you've always bought, you know, the the mass-produced swim jigs and you've, you've – I mean, they catch fish. I mean, I'm not saying they don't catch fish. But do yourself a favor and try a custom hand-tied swim jig from people, like, from, from the region where swim jigs were essentially born. And uh, give it a try and see what you think. Give it an honest shake. I think you'll be impressed with the – the level of bites and the hookups and how well they fish. And I think you will, once you try them, I think you'll, you'll, you'll have a new appreciation and that will be your new normal. I guess that's, that's my thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. I, I was sold when I bought them and I think you can get it for the same price as that you get those other mass produced jigs for, which is the best part. You know, you don't have to go out and spend, eight bucks on a, on a hand tied swim. You can get them for five bucks and they're, they're going to last you longer. You can take the skirt and you can pull on that stupid thing and it doesn't come off. I mean, you take uh, whatever other kind you put the band on it and you yank it on it, come right apart. And then those silicone pieces come out and you lose half your jig right there. You know, it, it just doesn't happen with these jigs. So like, uh, to, for for kids nowadays to be able to buy a jig and have it last longer for the same price, that's what we want, and it's going to perform better right out of the package, you know. So you, you get more for your money, and you're getting top quality, which is obviously yeah. what you want to get if you're going to spend the money, you know. So yeah, and and for those of the people that like to support the local economy, right? Like these heads are poured in Wisconsin, they're tied in Wisconsin, they're painted in Wisconsin now. Do some of the skirt colors maybe come from somewhere in the world? Who knows? But like, this is like a 90% like domestic made, tied, painted, shipped jig, right? So if you like, you know, you practice what you preach, if you're really all about that, you know, support the, you know, US made products, this is your chance right here. <clears throat> right. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. We don't make the hooks. I'm sorry. I don't. Right. The- so, I mean, there's a few components that come from, outside of the u.s right but uh it's i mean you can i mean i mean whatever i mean like you there's almost nothing that you can get that is a hundred percent in the u.s anymore these days right like it's outside of like agricultural products that are literally grown here right like it's hard i mean like i think they say that like a toyota is more american made than a chevy at this point right i mean like (laughs) so but I can make you a toothpick, 100% made in my backyard. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like this is about as close <laughs> as it gets in the tackle industry outside of like, you know, I mean, people like, sure, I'm really pour their own plastics, but that plastisol probably isn't made in the U.S., right? So, I mean, like it's, yes. there's almost all some components coming from the global economy of some sort, but this is about as close as you're going to get. Right. Yep. No, for sure. Yeah, and you're gonna get the top top level QC too. And that's you know, like if there's something wrong with it, I get like I get bags of stuff from him that he's like, this isn't gonna go out the door. And he, and he gives it to me, you know, because he knows I'll use it. But it's and I look at the stuff and I can't even tell sometimes is why. It was the same thing with Greg, and that's the, that's the beautiful part is if it's slightly off, it ain't gonna show up at your door. You know, you're never gonna get it. 
So sure. he'll just redo another one nice. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice Jay, game. you're going to have to catch the replay, bud. Uh, you, can, you can rewind. You can hear about the giveaway, the discount, all that stuff uh, for sure. Logan, they're mustads, not Gamagatsus. But, I mean, there's something I, you know, I, I have my own jigs. I also use mustads uh, for my flipping jigs and football jigs. And to me, uh, I think that's important. Like on a worm hook or something like that, sure, a Gamagatsu or some of those hooks that are chemically sharpened have their place. Um, but to me, those hooks are really hard to sharpen. Right. And so when you attach, I mean, a mustad is a good hook, catches a ton of fish, but they're also pretty easy to resharpen and they hold like they're, they take a resharpen really well. Some of those, like, you know, chemically sharpened owner gamagatsus, once you roll them, they're kind of dead. They're really hard to bring back to life. So when you, when you attach a hook to premium components, whether it's a tungsten jig or a bladed jig or any of that kind of stuff, uh, it's nice to be able to resharpen them. So that, that to me, that's a plus and a mustad over some of those other hooks, like a trocar or some of those type of hooks. And I will say, I mean, I've, I've put the hooks literally side by side. If I put two of those hooks right next to each other, I guarantee probably 99% of your watchers could not tell a difference. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and they honestly, are- when they're, eat- when they're eating a swim jig, it's like back here. <laughs> yeah. I put, literally, I put them side by side and I said, what's the difference? And the only difference that I have physically been able to see is that a 5 watt Gamagatsu is a hair smaller than a 5 watt Mustad. Mm-hmm. The fire is the same. The shape is the same. The barb is the same. The eye is, the eye is a slight bit smaller on a gamagatsu than a mustad, and the hook point is slightly different. Beyond that, if I threw two on the table, you you wouldn't be able to tell me what the difference was. Sure. You know, you say, "Oh, there's a mustad and a gamagatsu on the table. Which one's which?" They're both five odd. Tell me. Although if they're on the website, they would be the ones that are a dollar more expensive. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. Right. <laughs> so instead of buying your premium uh, for five bucks, you would have to charge six bucks or seven bucks for it with a Gamagatsu. So, yeah. And, yeah I, it, and I'm not knocking Gamagatsu. I'm not knocking. I'm, oh, no, they're good. They're both good. That's not. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Nothing to do with any of that. But I just. You know the industry standards are so weird that there's there's no consistency to them. So you know, Mustad's four aught is different than Gamagatsu's four aught is different than Eagle Claw's four aught, mm-hmm. different than they're all four aught, but every single one of those hooks will be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mustad's good all the way through to the smaller hooks too. Like we use them, you know, like all the way through our lineup on those on the hair jigs all the way up, which is really nice for us is to keep that consistency across the board too, and not have to jump around between different hook makers to get different hooks. They supply that whole lineup, you know, which is nice for us too, is to keep the consistency for everybody. Is you know, you're not getting a different hook on the hair jig than you are on the on the regular jig, you know, the same name. So, right. Yeah. The only difference between, you know, the swim jig stuff and 
they the hair jig and the Ned heads and stuff like that. It would go from a heavy gauge to a light gauge. Mm-hmm. But yep. But those light wire hooks have been tried, trued, and tested. And not only yeah. I'm, sticky is one thing, but they don't break. That's the nice thing. They're not brittle. Yeah, that's true. They don't tend mm-hmm. to. You know, it might. They might straighten out a little bit, but they don't tend to snap. Which is, you know, some of these other people we've been talking to and, you know, we've introduced them and said, hey, we started working with a guy in Tennessee and said, hey, this is the hook we use. This is what we build. We're going to send you our stuff. And he's like, oh, these are freaking phenomenal. You know, and Kevin over in lacrosse has been using them for years. He's and on the river, he's like, oh, these things never straighten out on me. No, I mean, in general, like the northern custom swim jigs, the Super K hook is a little heavier than, I'm going to just say, a Bravarni, a Lethal Weapon, some of those other jigs that are popular. Um, and and, and I, to me, that the way I fish, I like that. Like, I like to lean on them. I like to use a little heavier line than most people. I like to be able to bump up to braid when I want to and not have to worry about my hook straightening out. And you can do that with these jigs, which is awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and this is on the, the light gauge net heads. And mm-hmm. I'm talking. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about the swim jig, but for sure. No, I mean. I mean, oh, God, those freaking straight those heavy gauge hooks. I want to see the fish that you're catching. <sighs> yeah. Like, yeah, you, you, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> you pull a truck with that thing, probably. Yeah. These are, uh, I mean, honestly, sometimes that. I mean, maybe with uh, really heavy braid and a flipping stick and about a fifteen-pound mudfish, you might have you might start to get in the ballpark. Maybe. (laughs) Same time, they still stick them. They stick, catch them, and they keep them really good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know that's that's, with that. It's not not an overly heavy hook either. Like they have no point, no problem getting penetration with these either. It's just a nice balance, I think. So. Yeah, so especially with that lighter, with that FG12 weed guard, I mean, there's no obstruction for them to clamp down on that thing. And as soon as they clamp down, boom, that's the hook, and that thing is up and in. So that's a really good, that's a good point. I mean, I think that heavier weed guard sometimes, that's why some of the swim jigs have to use a lighter hook, is because they're offsetting that, you know that obstruction from the weed guard there to get more penetration with the smaller hook when, you know, if you don't have like, I mean, you're fishing swim jigs. Like if you're fishing like me, you're not fishing around a ton of cover for the most part. I don't, you know, and that's why I think we've stayed to that direction where we have a couple specialized lines for guys that fish heavier swim jigs, but you know, you're not just, you're really just not throwing around that much cover. I mean, just to, you, you can ramp up the hook size and to get, you know, to lose the, uh, some of the weed guard. So it's pretty nice. So yeah. that's one thing we didn't talk about hook sets. What, I mean, what are your thoughts? Uh, like, are you a lean and reel? Or do you like come over the top? Are you more sidearm? What What is your mechanics? What do you think is the best for for swim jigs? I'm a, depends on how jacked up I am. How many How many times it bit me that day? How many I've ate up? I've lost any or not? I mean, like, I have some days where I go out and I'm if I'm throwing to the side, and I'm in the front. I'm doing like a sweep set, basically, you know. But if I'm pumping the jig, it'll be up and down. But I mean, most of the time, it's like a sweep set, Re- crank and reel. You know, it depends. They 
if they're sometimes when they bite the same they come with you all day they're they're eating it and swimming at you and that always changes for me on how i'm setting mm -hmm. the hook you know because then i try to get down to it before i feel them before i lean into them and then it's more of like a sweep set but if they're just chewing it and going the other direction i'll just give them a jab and just start reeling so it really just depends i guess on the situation and how deep they are and you know everything changes every time i think fishing that's the, that's the deal <laughs> yeah and i think that's true that i would say almost like a swim jig i almost like it's almost reacting to what the fish are doing more sometimes like um yeah there are times where you can tell they're almost running at you and you're just like got to burn and like try to eat up as much as line as possible and like and there's days when they're really eating it and you just feel that tunk and it's just like i got them <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just know it's going to yeah. be in the back of their throat yeah and there's in those i think those same days when they're when they're when they're swimming with it is uh, is they're much harder to hook you know i think that's just everybody has those days if you're going to fish any kind of moving bait is some days are just harder to hook than others and when they're coming at you at 100 miles an hour reeling up and trying to just sweep into them gets a better hook set sometimes i've had those days when they're just eating it wrong or you don't get the hooks in them right and you lose a couple of fish but i think that's just i don't know if hook set can change that some days it's not how they eat the bait you know it might be a color thing more than a hook set thing so yeah so doug good question just show you quick so the clacken comes with the blade detached the hook eye is slightly open if you can see that and all you do is just slide it in that first hole right put it on there finish it ever so slightly with a gentle squeeze from your pliers and you're good to go so it's kind of a build your own assemble your own bladed jig and that's for patent reasons why that is the way it is so, uh, quick sidebar. Or you can do whatever you want with it, but that is my recommended way on how to attach it. <laughs> quick, quick, <laughs> quick sidebar on that. Um, so you uh, you want the uh, the mustad fast patch to be pointed away from the It's recommend like for best performance. <laughs> for yes. best and in don't, case don't put it on backwards i did that one day in a hurry and i squeezed it shut and i was like that's not ideal i should have checked it before i squeezed it shut in case of failure you can <laughs> and reinstall it from the opposite yeah. side if it's not yeah. running the way you want try flipping it over <laughs> <laughs> and don't be in a hurry I think you guys yeah. only have one size of blade right now. Is that true? Yeah, that's correct. What's that? Yeah. Only one size of blade. Yeah. Currently. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, avail <laughs> available on the website, yeah. Yeah. But it does allow you that if you maybe had some old blades laying around somewhere else, you could you could put them on there if you had some big blades from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, that fast app. That's the coolest thing about it. I love, I honestly, I love that must add fast edge way more than that. Now, it's not even a swivel, but that the clip. The yeah, clips, yeah. yeah. This the is a much stronger connection. So, for those people that really like heavy line or bladed or braided line on their, this is a much better connection 
much stronger. If you're down in Florida, if you're fishing in Texas, fishing 50-pound braid, this uh, clip is not going to give out. Even if you're out in Pennsylvania throwing them for trout, you can put four-pound test on that. But that that connection is a 75-pound connection. Right. Um, do the blades, are they all this... Are there different color blades? Uh, we have two different blades. So we're running black nickel for darker blades and uh, more nickel. Like so there's the two color blades for the like your shad patterns. We'll have a silver. So any right? dark, any darker color will be right, dark. and the darker colors will have kind of a black nickel black. shiny. Yep. yep. So there's the two. And Kelly will custom match for whichever one is best fit for your color. Yes, the, the, the blade comes with the jig, JJ. All you have to do is put it on there. <clears throat> it's like a worm on a hook. It's just yeah. efficient. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's a straight blade, but it is a little rounded, so it is a little different than uh, some of the other marks. And some people say that this is a more erratic blade. I haven't tested that perfectly, but or myself, but I've heard that from people that say that you get more action out of this style blade. I guess I've heard. So Corey and I were running side by side last weekend. Um, I was hooking up a hell of a lot more. We weren't able to test if it was the color. Because we were running the same color pattern. Mm-hmm. We running the chatterbait, I was running the chatterbait. Uh, but we didn't get a chance to break it down to blade or trailer or pattern or any of that. Uh, yeah. So that's tough. But what I'm talking about, or what we're talking about, is like this is... So it does... Most of the bladed jigs in the market will have this snap. Which most of the time is strong enough. But there are times if you lean on that with a big enough fish or heavy enough line or a stiff enough rod, you can straighten or pop that clip. With this twist tied heavier gauge wire, your line will absolutely break before you ever straighten that out. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. So for yeah. those that like power fish, big fish, heavy rods, heavy line, you're going to well, like the connection on that clacken. And not only the fact that it's a heavier, it's going to give you a different noise as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So so if everybody around you is throwing a jackhammer or a Z-Man original or anything like that, right, you can get a slightly different vibration, a slightly different profile, slightly different noise. With this, yeah, I mean, right. uh, I was throwing a different blade on one of ours just to test that last weekend, mm-hmm. just to see. And it was, uh, and Kelly was using our product, and I was using a different blade product. And he was, uh, he offered me two to one, he caught 10 to my five that Friday from two o'clock until dark. And and that was, I mean, I was throwing a green pumpkin color, like our new warmouth color, mm-hmm. with a little bit of green on the bottom, and he was throwing that back black and blue. But I mean, it's one of those areas where it's a good color. Both are good colors, and I think it was really the 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 blade was much slower. 
Like, you sure. know, you could see that is just a different action versus that, that quick, quick action versus that slow 50 degree water temperature. Sometimes that little slower bite, you know, that square bill type thump might've been better for him. And he really did. He, he pounded them and they were eating his bait much better than they were eating mine. So there was multiple different things that made me think that it was, you know, speed and thump related on that blade. So it's a, it's a thicker blade and it's a little bit wider. So it does it, and it does hunt. Like I, I've noticed that it does move around a lot more than just be on a straight track. It does wobble and it does throw a little bit extra juice into the bait sometimes. So nice. Mm-hmm. You know what the thickness of the the sheet metal or the blade is offhand? Ooh, I could not right offhand. Do on that. Um... Okay. Send an email. He'll get back to you. <laughs> or. Four thousands? I don't know. I'll take a look. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question, though. It's just the standard one that you can get. So no, the the flipping jigs and the swim jigs have different style heads on them. Uh, I don't think you can get the clip directly. Um, so cool. I'm excited. Is anybody else jacked out to go out and jack some fish on swim jigs right now, or is it just me? I am ready to go right now. It's separate dark out. When I put a Rapala on, go down to the trout stream. Yeah, you can just walk <laughs> out the back door. I mean, nice part. 50 yards, he's in the creek. So. Yeah. Nice. I, go, I gotta go retrieve the one I freaking stuck in a log. <laughs> he's He's running out of his secret color Rapalas, and he can't make those. So that's that's you should see him. You want to see him sweat? Throw his favorite <laughs> color Rapala in the tree. <laughs> is, is there any pike in that stream that you got to worry about? No, God, no. Good. Mm-hmm. So we'll say like this stream is not even as wide as your driveway. I'll bet. Nice. Um. So next week, uh, we're gonna go Thursday next week. Because I got a bunch of hockey on Wednesday night. So next week's going to be Thursday. going to be tax day. I'm teaming up with Punch Fishing. And we're going to do a special giveaway. We're going to give away well over $100 worth of tackle and stuff on the stream next week. So make sure you set your reminders. Make sure you check my video. Set your reminder. It's going to be Thursday night. Um, some free stuff. So it's going to be a little bit of a stimulus relief. I know it's not the original tax day. I know they moved it. But it's going to be a tax day stimulus relief. We're going to give away a bunch of stuff. Uh, so tune into that stream. Um, trailers on a five sixteen South finesse jig. Mm, Menace scrub. goes on everything. That if you didn't learn anything tonight, I always put a Menace scrub on everything. And a shaky head, and everything. Like yeah. Rich said, everything. Every rod you have should have some sort of Menace scrub on it. That's my new theory. That's what I'm going with this year. I'm trying it. Here's a good question. Why are there so many good jig companies in Wisconsin? Because <laughs> they all started here. Because there's so much good jig fishing in Wisconsin. There you go. Yeah. Uh, it's because the winters are so long, and we got nothing better to do to make, make tackle in the wintertime. Uh, yes, tax day is extended, but we're right, that's we not going to stop us. 88 colors. Yeah. Um, and I feel like actually Wisconsin co- jig companies are the ones that have the most colors as well. Um yeah, that's because of winter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's all it is. Tax day is extended, but we are still going to give away some stuff, Sean, next week. So I know you don't need any tackle, but maybe tune in anyways. Uh, hope you go and catch some tomorrow, uh, Shadow, or soon. 
Yeah, chartreuse and white's hard to beat, especially if you got smallies in the mix for sure. Oh, you gotta check out the new bass Ackwards. Is that color or what? Yeah. What's two weeks ago? The bass Ackwards. It's the chartreuse instead of white. Oh, let's look at it. Oh, you saw it. I remember you commenting on that one. Yeah, so instead of the white head, you got the chartreuse head, and you got a little more chartreuse on the list. You're basically flipping the, the color pattern. Yep. Exactly. Oh, so it's it's chartreuse white. It's just reversed, but... Yeah. So instead right. of white chartreuse, it's chartreuse and white. Yeah, so they've seen those white chartreuse colors. Throw them some chartreuse white colors. Yeah, so, for, so if you like that bright, like where you live, the smallies crush that bright, there you go. This one's for you. Those and a couple of pink elephants, and you'll be you'll be going to work on smallies. Yeah. So, yeah. When when Kelly tested that pink elephant, it was funny. We took it out on the Wisconsin River, and he just started crushing them. And I was like, "Are you throwing that pink thing?" He's like, "Yep." I'm like, "Oh boy, I guess going into production, we had like one day with it." <laughs> so what I don't I'm, like, I'm probably going to go to Pool Four this weekend, and I'm like confused. Like, do I want to throw this one? Do I want to throw this one? Do I want to throw like how many rods of swim jigs am I going to have tied on just for the first day out fishing? Well, which part of four are you going to go fish? All of them. Are you going all up? of them? I don't. Yeah, probably going to go more down Wabasha and below. Yep. Might Man, as well I don't go black. Black well green the... pumpkin kazoo's gill. That's that's all I throw down there. Rich, yep. If you get there when nobody else is there, this is the one you want. The black, but I don't have any of the special trailers. Well, make one. <laughs> Couple parts. You have so enough special get... trailers. I think that place is going to be on fire this weekend, like yeah. on fire. So, yep. But they were already they were already everywhere last weekend. I, I, I know they just weren't biting that great. So, I say only if the wind if the wind is blowing hard, I would throw that clack in. If it's not yeah. blow, if it's not blowing hard, don't even bother. Sure, for sure. So that seemed to be probably, in my opinion, the biggest factor. The water temperatures were four degrees difference, but I think the wind had the yeah. big to do with it. For sure. If it's windy, yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. When it's more calm and slick, I'm more apt to be throwing a swim jig, for sure. We talked about that earlier. Uh, right. Most of us, straight floral most of the time, or mono, if you're Kelly. Um, <laughs> super clear water color recommendations in your lineup. What do you guys say? Super clear water? Super clear water. I uh, I think that antique shad is one of the best ones that we have. Water that are the deep bluegill. Uh, those are two that were made for you know. Was, uh, yeah. Much, much to my reluctance, I would say the deep bluegill. That one's got a real translucent bluegill color, and then the antique shad is like a blueback herring type play. Uh, that's I, a really good one. And then, 
the uh, and also you know, the crappy, you know, those. Yeah, mm -hmm. crappy's good. And then, you know, your good old black and blue skeeter, you can't get wrong there. Yeah, uh, I would say in general, any of the any of the colors that have a little more translucent skirts in mm -hmm. the clear water. Yep. Go for ones that have a little less solid, right? Uh, something that has a little more translucent, not so stark. Um, I think those are your better bets in the ultra clear water. And then pair up your swim jig trailer, right? Go with more of a green pumpkin. Go with more of a watermelon with your trailer. Don't go with something bright and it puts a hard silhouette. That would be my recommendation for ultra clear water. That's probably I like the uh, smoke. Smoke too, Rich, is a really good one. Yeah, smoke, uh, smoke. Underused. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like that one a lot yeah. on river systems. I caught my biggest smolly ever on that on smoke with uh, like a KVD Magic Menace Grub because it's just like mm -hmm. a little bait fish color and that little bit of purple. Just if they're looking for a little bit of a kick of a color, that some of those colors that we have are nice because you can take the we we put a lot of patterns that have two and three main colors in it, so you can take. Like you said before, one swim jig and take two trailers with you and have two completely different jigs, you know, just by taking the trailer off and going from a green pumpkin to a white trailer on some of those combo colors that we have just to, you know, ease the fact of changing that, that bait up, make it a different presentation for them. So. Yeah, for sure. Yes. JJ this is about the only place I can go fish is the river. Um, nice. Almost four pounder. Congrats, Tom. Uh, cool. Yeah, good-looking bluegill. Well, I think we're a little over two hours. I think we've covered everything there is tonight that we need to cover. I think it's time to wrap this up. I want to thank you guys for taking the time to come on tonight. Uh, as we mentioned before, there's a pin comments, Super K Jigs. Uh, the website is there. Hellabass 15, save yourself some money. If you want to be entered in to win anything, leave a comment after the video's up. Um, catch the replays if you came late. Facebook, the podcast, YouTube. Appreciate you all tuning in. Make sure you check out next year's next week's stream. We'll be giving some stuff away again next week. Uh, and as always, here to help you guys catch more bass and suck less. <laughs> Peace. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less. <laughs>